The following podcast contains naughty language and ridiculous situations. Listener discretion is advised. All right, this is Monster Zero. You know, I have everybody here telling me that I can't say tonight or today. So I won't. But I will say this. We got our good friend, Jared Blinkhorn. He's in the studio tonight. That's his calling card. Welcome to Trick or Treat Radio. Welcome to episode 204 of Trick or Treat Radio. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture. It's navigated by the Deadites. The Deadites are the world's greatest electroshock band. We destroy monsters, we drink booze, we win championship belts, and we have members of the show that are radioactive. That yes, will, that will be joining us later. Yes, he, he's glowing green. If we, if we look outside, we can actually see the, uh, <laughs> the green haze coming from his house. <laughs> yes, so Dynamo is not going to be in studio tonight. Yeah. He will be joining us remotely, though. He is, uh, he's being quarantined. He can't yes. see anyone. He can't touch anyone. He can't... He can't look at anyone. He can't, he can't masturbate. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. Well, nothing's going to stop. You said he can't look at anyone, so... Can he not, like, look at porn? He can, he can imagine. I mean, fa- I mean, face-to-face. I mean, people right in front of him. I mean, just like in real life, you know. I mean, can we he can watch a- all the porn he wants, but nobody wants to look at him. Can we get him a bubble? That well, like John amazing. Travolta, like the boy in the bubble? Yeah. Or, or like in Bubble Boy, like Jake, uh, Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. who is better wow. than Ryan Gosling. Thank you very much. Yeah, why don't Ouch. we do that? Obviously, you didn't see the nice guys. <laughs> It, oh, Ryan Gosling's in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I haven't. My yeah. man. So, so there's the reason. Raven Chat, are you eating pizza? I'm fucking excited. Yeah. You're, you're going to have a uh, mouthful, I too. Tell, I can oh, tell. Man. I, I <laughs> can tell. I can smell it. Yeah, it's a pie. No, I'm nice. I got a full belly. You know, get the pizza. I'm, I'm just curious because we got Jay Blinks in the house. Um, where's the whiskey? I, I actually have some. Oh, believe it or not. oh what shit. A, what a good segue. You know I will not. Well, what the come. fuck were you waiting no, for, I am man. so sorry. Hold on one second. <laughs> Why the hell didn't you say so? <laughs> this is a show. God damn. Bottom of the barrel, but. Oh, shit. Oh, I got here late. <laughs> I feel like I was on time. I, I drank the rest, Raven Shadow. In his rectum. <laughs> Gets you drunk really quick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, so we're going to be joined in a little bit by Mr. Mars. On tonight's show, however, we are going to review the flick The Other Side of the Door. That's going to come up in about half hour or so after a long and derailed intro, I'm sure. And then around, for those folks watching live, around 10.30 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be joined by Steven Scarlatta, our good friend, and our new friend, Jackson Stewart. Uh, The two co-wrote... The upcoming film, Beyond the Gates, uh, Jackson had directed it and uh, Steven produced it. So we're looking forward to talking about that. It's about a VHS board game oh, word. horror movie. Right up my alley. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah. And it just got announced today. That I'm sure they'll talk about it, but it's going to have 
it's going to be playing at the Bruce Campbell Fest in Chicago in August. So, did I read correctly too? Isn't it Bruce Campbell's birthday today? I yes, think it, it is. is. Yeah, he's oh, like shit. It's like fifty-eight. Is he? Yeah, still yeah. looks good. Yeah, he looks amazing. I'd do him. Yeah, <laughs> he Ooh. still looks great, man. He does. Yeah, he does. Mazda Zero will do him too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've had my opportunities. Well, slow it down. Slow it <laughs> no, down. you haven't. You haven't. Yeah. Such he, he takes a swig. He's like being quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not you. Like, yeah. Turn Bruce down. I was like, yeah, enjoy the Evil Dead, but you know. He, Good they luck. didn't. <laughs> I'm not accepted in the gay community. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, he is. That's the thing. You are actually. <laughs> Me? Yeah, Giovanni accepted. You. Oh yes. Well, he's not gay. He's I know bi. he's bi. So. I heard this story. That was awesome. <laughs> well, you know what? I also have a, another um, Italian oh, celebrity. Jesus. I have another Italian celebrity who thinks I'm hot. I don't. Do, I don't think you're hot. <laughs> he is Italian. Uh, yeah, and but he's, he's, he's no celebrity. He's a celebrity in his own mind. <laughs> in Springfield. <laughs> yeah, in Springfield. The shadow the one lounge. guy. No, uh, Jaretta Giancarlo, a.k.a. Jaretta Jaretta, uh, thinks I'm sexy... AF, as she puts it. <laughs> as the kids say today. Yeah. Sexy AF. Sexy AF. I think when you say it, you actually say as fuck. Yes. But when you're typing it, you just do AF to yeah. save, you know. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, you know, quoting. You know, I'm not. <laughs> MZ is sexy AF. <laughs> yep. I am. As if. <laughs> Let's get that trending. I'm a sexy, I'm a sexy anal fissure. <laughs> wow. That explains a lot. <laughs> I love don't choke! Guys. Don't choke, Raven Shadow! <laughs> don't choke! What are you? Uh, what are you choking on? Uh, laughter. Oh, okay. And dicks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we do have some thin mints here. Ooh, it's exciting! It's like Thanksgiving when Jared comes over. We have, we have I know, spread. right? I didn't bring those though. I didn't bring anything for you assholes this Man, time. I can't. I can't wait for. <laughs> no, I can't wait for you guys are bleeding me dry. I bring tapes. I bring cake. Fuck you guys. I can't, you guys I can't wait till November something. comes around, man. He's gonna be bringing a turkey over here yeah. <laughs> with all the fixings. Spam fixings. It's a good so, show. Yeah, it is. So we're going to talk to those dudes about Beyond the Gates. We're going to review the other side of the door, and then we got some feedback. And uh, feedback, ease the feedback. Yeah, I'm going to ease. I'm going to ease the tea bag. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> so mm. fucking uh, lurid. Why it's fun? Truth, <laughs> <laughs> wrong. So Jared, what's been up with you? Uh, I think nothing. I think uh, absolutely nothing. The Mind's Eye got a trailer since we last. Oh yeah, that uh, we got some poster art. We had nice. an alternate poster come out today on Pangoria. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that should be hit dropping August fifth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so definitely check that out. Some pretty fucking badassery. Can uh, uh, you know we we know the co-producer, so you think he can uh, maybe uh, hook us up with. Uh, you know, seeing it. Well, right I'm going to have to talk to the actual producers because I'm just a co-producer. Oh, no, I'm sure we'll be able to work out something. Uh, it's it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. IFC. No, not IFC. Uh, RLJ is putting it out. Yep. IFC put out um, Almost Human. Almost Human yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, they're doing Carnage Park, too, which is yes. going to be fucking awesome. I, I can't, can't wait, for, wait that. for that. Oh, we'll just wait till later. We may have an announcement about Ooh. it. Ooh. <laughs> mm. well, that's what we call in the in the business a tease. 
I like that. <laughs> Other than that, though, been shooting a lot of weddings and trying to do some writing. I wrote a new short, uh, working oh, nice. on uh, two different features right now, and just you of know, your own. Yes. Oh yeah. man. So I'm just kind of dicking nice. around with that stuff right now. Cool, cool. And yeah. uh, I saw that you have an event coming up. You're going to be showing. Uh, oh yeah, I I should pull up that information then. Uh, <laughs> Remember, if you I, need an I know actor, I'm not I'm not far away. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. I love you. Uh, I'll I'll pull it up later. But uh, I know yeah, it's yeah. July 21st. Um, uh, it's going to be it's in a, Cambridge, right? I sure somewhere there. there. I, I don't know. I, I really have to start looking at this stuff. I'll look at it on like July 20th and kind of <laughs> figure it out for the next night. But um, I think it's a Christmas in July screening with a, a mystery feature playing after a short film that I did called Tis the Season. Um, and it should be pretty fucking fun. You, if you guys are in that area, wherever that is, oh, I got somewhere. It. I, oh, I got it right here. Okay, cool. It is Mystery Theater Thursday. I like that. Thursday, July 21st. At 7 p.m. at the Art Lounge, Arlington. That sounds about right. So it's it's in Arlington. Cool. And uh, I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. So Jared is going to be playing one of his flicks, "Tis the Season," and mm. uh, there's going to be a mystery movie afterwards as well. I hope it's a uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night two. <laughs> oh. Do you have any say in the mystery movie? Uh, I asked, and they said they couldn't tell me, and I was Damn really it. pissed about that. But. Um, if it's Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, then I'm a happy camper. Yeah. That or Christmas Evil. Because I'm guessing it has to be a Christmas movie to tie it in. Right. Because uh, they're saying it's Christmas in July. So those are... Or Elves. Oh, elves would oh, be pretty cool. There you go. What about, yeah. uh, what about New Year's Evil? I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Although I really I like it's that It's not one. really Christmas, so... Yeah, it's close enough. Oh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 is a fun movie. Oh, my God. That it's great. is so piss Garbage day. <laughs> it's so much fun. That guy's eyebrows are the best eyebrows in right? cinematic history. Right? It's they amazing. Go, they, they go up and down like maybe 170 <laughs> times throughout the entire film. I think someone on YouTube did a super cut of every time his eyebrows move like that. And it's <laughs> it's about like eight minutes long. It's hilarious. <laughs> so I'm hoping for that. Uh, yeah, whoever yeah. programs this, uh, it's actually uh, and was it Andrea Wallan. Wallan, I'm Wallanen. so bad at pronouncing it. her name's very intimidating to me. <laughs> she's a great filmmaker in her own right, though. She should be playing her shorts instead of mine. Well, just call her Andrea. She'll know who she's ta- who you're talking about. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so that's very cool. Hopefully, it's it's on Thursday. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe some of us can try to Ooh. make it out there. Who am I kidding? These two are going to fucking go. I'm going to try to go. It's, it's down to me and Mars. There we go. And he might be radioactive. That's all right. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm going to try really hard. I'm radioactive. Oh, just like you tried to watch the movie last week? I Wait. <laughs> let's, this week? Let's, and then let's get it out of the way. Did you watch the movie this week? Yeah. Well, stay tuned. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so he's doing a cliffhanger, too. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do we'll do a callback later on. <laughs> callback, what they say in the radio industry. <laughs> so that's uh, that's what's coming up for tonight. Uh, we have, let's see, Mars is going to be joining us shortly. I'm waiting for the text. Yeah, where's it's Mars like the pain? Mars signal we're waiting for. So, who's hanging out in the chat room? Well, we got. Oh, I could take a look right here. Yeah, look at that. You can you can even move the monitor a little. Robert Ironsky. Robert Ironsky. Yeah, I love saying his name. <laughs> Jethronomicon says, "Yum, Thin Mints take the taste of." Come away. Oh, what? <laughs> That's what Ravenchild's mom told me? Hey! Even he's busting on you. Wow. No, she didn't. <laughs> oh, Lance Beef Pile just came in. The old Beef All Pile right. classic. Yep. Robert Ronsky, we got James. 
We have Jane, uh, Melissa, creepy girl. Thank hey, you. Hey, baby. All right, slow it down, baby. <laughs> shut the hell up. Yeah, and you shut up too. And you shut up too, Jared. Before you. Start. Oh come on, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, leave me fucking Jay Blinks alone. Yeah, right. Jeez. Wait. Speaking of yeah, Jared, we met. We met the one, the only Tony fucking Blinkhorn. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Papa Tony. Yep. Me and MZ met yeah. Tony. And uh, he came to the booth at yeah. Scaricom. Yeah. Changed our lives. It did. We uh, so we 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 met uh, Blinks' dad. We met your brother. Yeah, okay. my brother was super hungover. He had a bachelor party that night, <laughs> yeah. and I, I, he he was gone. Yeah. It was ridiculous. So we, <laughs> James so we Lorenz met. was talking to him, and he was just looking around like completely lost. It was hilarious. But but Papa Blinks, he was like, he was like, holy shit, man! Oh, he's obsessed with you guys. I'll, I'll never understand. Mind, yeah. I'll never understand why. But your dad, your dad's the coolest. Yeah, thing, yeah. He's for awesome. Father's Day. I got him a card and I signed it, Big Nips, because my dad has the <laughs> biggest nipples in the world. <laughs> Wait, uh, are we gonna have to have a nip off? Oh, yeah, no, oh, we're definitely gonna have to. Go to, gonna, hell. I, go to hell, the whole bunch of you. Are we gonna <laughs> have a nip off? Oh and, shit! Uh, that was great. <laughs> nip off. Oh, we could take bets. Yeah, I, gonna, I think we'll, we'll I think Tony's them. gonna win. We'll measure them. Yeah. I think Tony's gonna win. Who, who's gonna Who's gonna use the tape measure? I don't know. Yeah, I'll who, use my mouth <laughs> to measure the circumference <laughs> with my own father. <laughs> you could probably get a lot of money for that somewhere. I think I would be the real winner in that contest. <laughs> <laughs> Some bonus content. <laughs> yeah, that'll uh, get us an AC. That'll put us put us over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna text my dad and tell him to send me a picture of his nipples right now. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh. Willie? I hope so. <laughs> Lance Beef Pile in the chat room just each chanting nip off. <laughs> <laughs> nip off. Nip off. Nip off. Nip. It's like face uh, off, only nip off. <laughs> yes, thank you for explaining it. <laughs> no, it has, no, that's not explaining it, you douche. I wish I could screenshot this right now. I last thing I texted my dad was a picture of him with Adrian Barbeau because he made me take the pictures at Scaricon. Yeah. And then the next thing after that says, I need a picture of your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I need a picture. Wow. I would be surprised if I get a response. <laughs> wow. That, see, that's the kind of texting uh, that should end up on the internet yeah. somehow. My dad's very proud of me. <laughs> and if he's proud of his nipples, he'll he'll send you a picture. Yeah, of him. exactly. He should be. Those things are award winning. Those things are dinner plates. <laughs> <laughs> Too much talking about nipples. Yeah. So guys' speak- nipples, no less. <laughs> hey, Tony is a saint. Okay. Yeah, Tony's just—he's no normal man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm still thinking about his nipples. <laughs> All right, so we do have a fundraiser coming up. I was hoping to have it ready to go tonight, but uh, it's not quite ready for prime time. It's almost there. The reason it's not quite ready is because it it includes the rest of the podcasts on the network. So I'd written it up with uh, just Trick or Treat Radio Mind, and I was like, you know what? Let me see if uh, the other podcasts are interested, and they are. So we're going to do... It's going to be Make Castle Wolfenstein Cool Again. That's the campaign. <laughs> and uh, we're, we, we actually have... Well, we're already on our way. We lost Dynamo for the show. <laughs> and I'm here. <laughs> exactly. It's way cooler now. <laughs> so uh, we have the AC that we've talked about. You guys have heard us bitch about sweating. Sweating to the oldies in here. And uh, we also had a microphone recently uh, die on us. 
and we need some other equipment and some other some other stuff. I'm going to lay it all out for you, let you know what it is, but uh, you guys can look for that link soon. And next week we'll definitely be uh, playing that up. But go to trickortreatradio.com and take a look. We're going to have some cool stuff too. So you get to if you guys do donate, you get something for your donation. You can ultimately you could potentially be a guest on your choice of shows on the network. So you can choose any of the shows, whether it's uh, Trick or Treat Radio, whether it's Unchained, Television Crossover Universe, Elm Street Kids, or even the Fantasy Baseball Podcast. You could be on any of them. And uh, and then also, you ha- we're going to have a grand prize. So we're going to do a drawing similar to how we did for uh, when we moved into the studio here. We're not going to have a, an enormous amount of prizes like we did before. It's going to be still pretty cool. But uh, not quite not quite as big, because that was almost a full-time job getting all those prizes together. But we will have some awesome stuff for you guys. And we're also going to do an episode, a podcast episode, just for people who give us money. So we'll probably get some other people from the network in on that, so it won't just be us. And uh, it should be a good time. So only the people who help us out on that fundraiser will have access to that. So... Like I said, we'll get some more information for you guys, but keep an eye on that on trickortreatradio.com and uh, help us out because it would help out not just not just Trickortreat Radio, but all the shows on the network. So, And then we can stay cool all summer long. Yeah. I can contribute some uh, VHS tapes if <laughs> anyone's interested. I got a shit ton of duplicates that I just went all through. Right. So if you guys want cool. some uh, tapes for the grand prize too, nice. I could throw some in for you. There you go. And Robert Ronsky makes a very good point. The, the AC isn't just important for the people, but it's valuable to keep the equipment and computers from overheating. Very good oh, point. Good yeah. point, Robert. Yeah. He's fucking smart. Like he is him. smart. So uh, I'm going to connect up with uh, Mr. Mars. Uh, why don't you go ahead, MZ, take, take the mic. Say Uh-oh. something funny. Oh, geez. Say oh, something nice. Man, do I have to? We're all I can't doomed. Think, yeah, I can't think of anything funny to say. I'm not a funny person. <laughs> You know, I'm mostly pretty serious. I can't be coming off with uh, fucking jokes off the top of my head. You know, I got I need time to plan. You know, I, 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 Raven Shadow, tell him what I'm talking about. I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. You know, I think, I think you are a funny guy. I think you're a funny guy in how you dress. <laughs> you're a funny guy in your lifestyle choices. Thank you. No, I think you're a powerful, attractive man. I love you. Actually, I want to take this time to tell you how much I love you. Well, I, I, I love you too. I'm talking to Jared. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm all ears, buddy. Yeah, Let's bro. hear it. Can we go smoke soon? Sure. It's my favorite part. Was when <laughs> Smoking poles. I, yeah. Smoke some fucking <laughs> MZ nuts. Oh, oh, oh wow. that's how we come oh, together. Hey, now, now on the other line, we have yeah. the radioactive man, Mr. Mars. Oh. oh. Dynamo looks good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, baby? Hey, sexy pants. I miss you. I miss you. I want you to rub your radioactive face all over mine right now. <laughs> I will. Oh, That'd be a big pile. Get over here, buddy. Be a big pile of man meat right there. Mm, my favorite. Jesus. <laughs> and you could grill that man meat all over my radioactive body. Oh, dude, I've been grilling so much meat this past week, it's ridiculous. That's I, that's the only good part about this. Uh, what are you typing little... right now? Yeah, you can hear him typing. Are you, are you having uh, cyber sex over there? No, I, I, I'm not typing anything. I'm going into a bag of cherries. <laughs> <laughs> that makes more sense. <sighs> <sighs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> how fucking bradish is expanding, man. Wow. So, uh, before we go any further, Dynamo, why don't you go ahead and talk about what happened today? 
Uh, I had my radio, uh, my um, radioactive iodine treatment, and it was um, uh, not so scary. It was really interesting. And um, at nine, if you leave your house at um, quarter six in the morning, um, you will just barely make it uh, to Boston for your nine o'clock appointment. All right. Well, okay. but, uh, how are you yeah. feeling? I, f- I feel great. Um, the amount of uh, iodine that they had to give me said I only have to be quarantined for three days. Oh, um, and it's not even as, as harsh as they said. Like, uh, I, I ended up being able to stay in the crypt. Um, my special lady friend has to stay. Uh, she can't be on top of me, but she's not losing any sleep over that. But, uh, <laughs> Um, basically they called my name. So I've had to be on this low iodine diet for a week or so. And it wasn't so bad. I'm just getting good at it now. So, uh, like today, for instance, I had, um, I grilled some pork, uh, on the grill and I had, uh, like a, I made a nice, uh, like a peach marinade. Um, you did? Yeah. Wow. So I can this. Damn, dude. Look at this. Yeah, Bobby cook. Flay over here. Yeah. <laughs> All day. Jimmy Superflay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's good. And, and some things I made, you know, because you start making something and you realize, well, I can't use eggs. I can't use dairy. I can't do this. And egg whites um, are the worst. Um, I also, unfortunately, found out. The good news is that Dunkin' Donuts now has almond milk for people who can't have dairy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the bad news is that uh, it goes through me like a laser beam. (laughs) What? Like, really, really bad. Um, So that was was part of my adventure today, but that's a story (laughs) for another time. Um, So I went to um, uh, to the uh, my good friends at Dana-Farber Brigham and Women's, and they called me into a room, and I sat in front of the scary fucking machine that looked like uh, hardware, the the Richard Stanley. Yes, show. yes. Mm. And a like a um, there was like a mechanical arm there that I thought was going to administer some sort of like test or um, torture me, like Darth Vader did to Princess Leia in the um, <laughs> in Star Wars, mm-hmm. which I which I suspect he felt bad about after he figured out who she really was. But um. Uh, then a little lady came in with a cup with a pill in it, and I swallowed it. Nice. Um, I sat there for a few minutes, not knowing exactly what was going on. <laughs> and then they called me and told me to stand on a line. Uh, that same little lady came over with a Geiger counter and flashed it at me. It flashed red, and they're like, all right, you're all set. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh... And then they gave me, like, all, all the... I mean, I had a bunch of instructions ahead of time on, like, you know, not to, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, well, the uh, the lady who is in charge of radiation um, uh, safety or knowledge at Brigham and Women's is, um, looks like Wonder Woman. Nice. So uh, if anyone cool. gets radiation poisoning because of me, I am sorry. Um, can, can we... Bobby, Ch- hold on. Bobby Chains is calling me. <laughs> Why is he calling yeah. you? Yeah. Put him on. Put him on. Yeah. Put him yeah. on the air. Yeah. Hold on. Let me put you. Hold on here. 
<laughs> he knows it's Wednesday, right? Yeah, I get it. Hey, hey, Bobby Chains, what's up? Hey, what's up? Yeah, I'm, on, I'm on Trick or Treat Radio, and so are you. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can get off speaker, though. I'll text you. No, no, no secrets so, among sailors. Yeah. <laughs> That's Bobby Chains coming back from his doctor saying he has to make some announcements yeah. to people. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. That was amazing. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't, um, and the phone's going to ring again in a second because my, my, uh, my, the amazing, my amazing sister, uh, Tiny wife is on her way at some point with delicious food for me that I can't eat till tomorrow. But um, does she have to like leave it like on the on the stoop or something so you can go? No, on and get it? like I could have like if like uh, other than the logistic of getting there, I could have done the show like if we just got like a like a longer cord and I went in the corner or whatever. Like yeah, yeah. I have to be four feet away from people. No be no be no fucking be, and I can't. Really? I mean, it would be hard for me and. Uh, blinks because you know we would we just be hugging the entire yeah, time we couldn't make up but <laughs> yeah. uh, you know it's, it's not that scary I, I i'll feel bad if you know anything happens because of my special lady friend's pre-existing medical condition or anything like that or if everybody that um is around me um you know i mean i am not touching or having contact with anyone but like uh uh, you know, like it, it's not quite as scary, you know, like, and I suspect because tomorrow is halfway through, I'll be subsequently less, um, less radioactive. So, uh, you know, like it, you know, it's, it's good. You know, I, I, I bought, uh, <laughs> I bought like a million of these little cylinders of the disinfecting wipes and I just, everything I do, I go around and wipe it after I'm there. So, <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully nobody dies or gets superpowers or like zombies don't come. Though I do suspect uh, my special lady friend made a joke that I messed up the internet a little while ago, and I, I have no <laughs> reason to believe that that's not the case because everything crashed for no reason at the same time. But I've been terrified for weeks, and it's not uh, scary. Have the lights been like turning on when you walk past them or anything like that, or can, can, uh, or can, no, can, but can, I can I tell I, uh, from my view that Blinks is. <laughs> mm. Or how about, uh, can can you hold like a like a bag of microwave popcorn and then like five minutes later it starts popping up in into your hand? I can do that anyway. That's awesome. What do you got on your uh, viewing list for while you're hanging out by yourself? Oh my god, it's ridiculous! Give me shout out a few titles. Uh, I'm just I, curious. So I I bought a bunch of stuff. Uh, I uh, our good friends at Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, nice. Did you get pigs? Uh, nope, nope, uh. nope, nope. I, I, have a, I have a bunch of stuff from them, and I have um, uh, our buddy, the oily maniac, uh, gave me about nine oh, million yep. kung fu movies. Yeah, I heard that. Mm, yeah, but uh, I only I, I I went on a bit of a binge uh, right out of my birthday, um, and I knew that this was coming eventually, so I, I kind of held a lot of it back. So um, I watched uh, I of like. Five new blues I have, or six new blues. I've only watched one, and that was Demon Knight. Um, nice. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Because I listened to the Elm Street episode on the way in, and uh, I was joking with Wolfie that uh, when you guys do your top ten for the 90s, I was going to call in and just leave ten through one being Demon Knight, because that's definitely the best movie of the 90s. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. So underrated. Oh, it's amazing. 
I, I like it a little less than I did, but like I don't know. I, Poppycock. No, I, well, I don't know. I I was just on Film for Thought this week, and we spoke about this quite a bit. Like the whole star rating thing stymies me. How so? Because well, Jaws, in my opinion, is a five star film. Yep. Right. Yeah. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, in my opinion, is a five star film. Totally. Uh, the Thing is a five star film. Mm-hmm. But does that make Ghostbusters a force? Oh, Ghostbusters is a five star film. Um, uh, but like then we start to get into things. I see like Turbo Kid. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's hard for me to rate that. You know what I mean? Like honestly, because the scale is slanted with you know reliability. It's like uh, you know, is this a hot streak or is this a um, you know, like a, a like a a classic or just I, I think about it too much, really. Yeah. So that's so it just like kind of gets in my way. But Demon Knight, strong four stars for me. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's 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 really really great. And uh, I have the Holy Grail that I got. I picked up Porky's nice. uh, the other day. Um, I still haven't rewatched Shitty Dylan Dog that I bought. So my wife made me watch that. I was not a big fan. Yeah, no, I didn't really like it either. I, me just, and, just watch uh, Del Morte, Del Amore again. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, it's a really good idea, actually. That's a, um, that's a good time. And I, I have, I actually got, you know, and I got a lot of work to do too. So I'm glad I feel good. I got the the forward uh, to the R crossover encyclopedia to write, and uh, I oh, got wow. funny, I got funny books to write, and. Um, I want to see how much damage I can do to my bedding with radioactive sperm. So we'll work on that. So I hope it comes out like neon green, like yeah. a syringe from Reanimator. He, he's going to be a neon demon. Ooh, Ooh. he's a neon maniac, <laughs> or that. Yeah. Uh, let me catch up real quick in the chat room. First time Michael is hanging out. He says, yeah. evening, evening family. What's up? I'm on vacation now, so I can party all night. Oh, hey, where yeah. are you, man? Where are you? Tell us where you are. He's already told us. He's in like yeah, the. Don't worry about where he is. Yeah. Shut up. No one's talking to you, Red I'm, Shirt. I'm telling you. He always asks the best questions in the feedback section. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. Ma- I think his shirt's maroon. Is that just the color? No, nah, he's just no, a maroon. Straight red. Yeah, that's red. He's a Tararagundier. Uh, Crimson. Hey, Dynamo. Lance B file says best of health, Dynamo. If your nipples. Thanks, Lance. He also said if your nipples get bigger, there's a competition waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Really? I don't know. <laughs> Did you catch the first half of that? Yeah, we're going to have a nip-off between no, I, uh, Tony Blinkhorn and uh, Monster Zero. I'm not, I would like to see that. <laughs> My dad was very I, disappointed I he didn't it. get to meet you and Raven Shadow. Uh, Just saying. I, I was so disappointed was I. I didn't get to meet your dad. I was disappointed yeah. I didn't get to see you. Can the undercard of the nip-off be... I love you. Yeah. Can the undercard <laughs> of the nip-off be uh, Cornelius uh, versus Slagoth in the <laughs> yeah. Punk of Bomb Deathmatch? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that should be the main event, actually. Yeah. Uh, Netheronomicon, uh, Netheronomicon. <laughs> Jethronomicon says Mars is getting really Cronenberg right now. He may actually have a penis under his arm. Uh, <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. And if he pukes on me, I fully expect him to drink up my remains. That's weird. Uh, Robert Hironsky says special cameo guest. Surprise guest so much that the get, even the guest was surprised. And Bobby Chains, that is. <laughs> and um, yeah. Melissa thinks you should be in a bubble. Um... Like a hamster. The Come roll on over here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Melissa says you better be watching some of her suggestions. Oh. Um, I have written them down. 
The problem is, is that like I got like I probably won't watch any of those fucking Blu-rays. Like I just I, I don't. I need to start. I need to learn a word that I'm very bad at, and that's to say no. Dynamo, do you want to have sex with Monster Zero? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> You're never going to say no. Yeah, but yeah. that's only going to take 28 seconds. So. Yeah. <laughs> 28 seconds later, that's going to be your movie. Yeah, yeah. great. <laughs> Wonderful. It, Wonderful. And, and, the best part, and the best part of that is, wow, that blew my brain apart what Jared just did. In <laughs> you saw, all right, cool. That, that definitely read on screen. Yeah. Awesome. So I thought minute, the, I thought the I, studio was on fire for a second. No, Monster Zero came in with a laser pointer, and so I'm sitting here looking at the camera, and I go, oh, I'm that good. definitely has to get nailed by that laser pointer. <laughs> my bad to everyone watching. It's 1996, uh, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Oily Maniac says, get a Geiger counter and use it as an instrument over your body. Mars. Oh. I, I'm, I wish I had a Geiger counter. <laughs> and James says, glad it wasn't so, scr- so scary, Mars. And he also says, I love Demon Knight. Damn right he first, does. First time Michael says Demon Knight rules. I was afraid of that machine. I, I thought it was the Geiger counter. I thought it was an HR Geiger counter. <laughs> uh, James also says you won't need a black light to see it now <laughs> when you uh, do the masturbates in bed. Oh, and uh, first time Michael is from uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, your favorite, uh, your favorite oh. part of the world, Monster Zero. Yes, Milwaukee. The, Wis- the Wisconsin cannibals. That's right. That's right. Uh, that's where you. That's where my my my. You're shitty. My my hero. My heroes, Ed Gein and Jeffrey Dahmer, are from. Man. And it's all, heroes. I love that. And it's also where his uh, shitty fantasy baseball team hails from. Fuck off. <laughs> you know, I have a good team. You know, we'll talk about this some other time. <laughs> Not going to waste people's time talking about my shitty baseball team. Nicole it's a season. Nicole says hello, everyone. I hope everyone's doing well. And is that a box of Thin Mints? Oh. Mm-hmm. oh. Nicole. For everyone but Dynamo. Hey, did anybody hear that Michael Jackson actually was a supervillain? Yeah, I yeah. actually read that yesterday. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, we have to actually cut to a break soon because we have to do a film review so we can get to Jackson and Steven when we said we were going to. So can we just skip to them? Mm, well, no, we can't do that. Why? We need a fast forward. Let's all just hang out and be best friends. <laughs> yeah. We are. Yeah. Let's go to Denny's. Let's go to Denny's. Can we skip to a loop? Uh, what? My darling. See? I got it. We, we had I hear fucking it. dialed in. I know, man. <laughs> I was waiting on the HR Geiger counter joke, but I was figuring uh, you did it. That's all right. Where's Nick? Is Nick here? He, I don't know. He finally listened to all our episodes. That's I wouldn't, insane. I yeah. wouldn't... I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he was done. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to us. Yeah. yeah, he's going in for psychotherapy pretty soon. I got him tied up in the back. <laughs> he's watching Blade Runner and Phantasm and repeat like that. <laughs> Eyes wide Clock open Orange. like Clockwork Orange. Yep. <laughs> All right. So before we go to a break, uh, Raven Shadow. Yes. If people were to shop on Amazon, they could go to trickortreatradio.com, click on the Amazon link, and everything they purchase in that session gets attributed to us. It doesn't really cost them any extra. Here's the best part. Yeah. But it helps keep the lights on. Our lights. Yeah, our lights. Yeah, not theirs. And definitely not his. It might. (laughs) It might keep your lights on. Johnny, don't tell them. No, it'll it'll pay your bills. That's the thing. Yeah, it'll it'll kill your nana's cancer. Um, well, what whoa, if you whoa. buy like uh, yeah, Dynamo's been keeping us alive yeah. on Amazon. Yeah. Why does he have cancer? Yeah, you gotta be careful. Yeah, I'm, I'm lying to the audience. Doesn't seem to be helping yeah. him. Much. Don't don't lie. I'm not lying. 
You are right now. No, I'm not. You just said you were alive. Yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> Why would you say that? So if you do so shop on Amazon, go use our link. Click on trickatreeradio.com. Click on the Amazon link. We also have a, a deal with our friends over at Horror Pack. If you want to receive four DVDs or Blu-rays hey. directly to your door, go ahead and click on the Horror Pack logo. Sign up, and we'll get a tiny little cut of that. And then also we have our friends over at XSplit. XSplit. And we're rocking XSplit 2.8 right now. Looks a little bit better. I don't know if you guys out there can tell a little difference, but to me, it looks like the color's a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, the, you could see the outline of the, uh, the, on the uh, Chiron on the well, bottom. Well, that's, that's new. I did that. So. Oh, well, then, 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 all right, the hell with it then. Yeah, well, go fuck yourself. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm trying to help here. <laughs> so, if you are into live streaming, whether it's a video podcast like us, if you do watch us, uh, let us, <laughs> let's blaze, watch us die, like our friends over at Haunting TV. You should check out XSplit, and uh, like I said, their new update 2.8 is out, and it's pretty fantastic. I haven't had a chance to look at everything yet, but so far, so good. If you're into videos of your young cousins uh, acting out the thriller video with a sexual tent, you could stream that. (laughs) Michael Uh, Jackson was so fucking weird. Like, I knew he was weird, but, like, he's even weirder. Yeah. No, he's... Gone past weird, dude. Yeah. Well, he's, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> I don't think you can go that far past no, weird. No, when you're no, dead. no, I mean he's with this new plan. information that came out, he's he's <laughs> long past weird. He's just full blown psychotic. Wasn't there like animal videos that were in there? Animal torture. Yeah, I was. T- I heard on the radio. I heard on the radio that one of the things that he had... You he listen had like to the this, radio? Yeah. He first he w- watches the fucking news, oh, and now he listens sick. to the radio. Yeah. Special news report. Yeah, because I'm not going <laughs> to watch TV driving to fucking work. Listen to podcasts, you idiot. Listen to this. Special report <laughs> at the Jackson compound. But we wait, have like a million... to Mike Mars. <laughs> People are still angry about trailers. <laughs> Back to you, Wolfie. People are angry about trailers showing too much. <laughs> that's what that's all about. What listens to fucking radio, watches the news. I know. Shame on me, right? Shame on me listen, for watching the news. Listen to podcasts, all right? Yeah, we have a whole network. Yeah, we have a whole network. We have a whole network of friends yeah. who have awesome yes. podcasts. Yes, I know that. And you're not and listening listen- to them all. So just because I'm not listening to them on my way to work doesn't mean I don't listen to them at all? If Nick can listen to 800 hours of you guys <laughs> talking, then you can listen to other no, podcasts. No, he, he literally listened to, I think he, it's... Yeah, he had to have been a gun I think it's like 30,000 minutes or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. It, it, it equals 28 days. Shit, 28, 28 days, days later? Days. Yeah. yeah. 28 days have, later. Yeah. <laughs> to watch all those episodes. My God, Nick. Imagine you if you stayed up, up for 28 days straight listening he, to him. He must have been set up like the guy at the end of I Saw the Devil. <laughs> 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 to, to have to watch and listen to all that crap. All right. Well, we need to cut to a break. So, Raven Shadow, <laughs> yeah. you sit down and watch the other side of the door. I did. What do you do to prepare? I do a lot of reflecting. Okay. On my life. Yep. Trailer show too much. Uh, yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I know the fucking movie. He's going to fucking open the door. <laughs> That's fucking dumb. Gave it away. Gave it away. Gave it away. Gave it away right now. It's not what I was going to say. I was doing a lot of, re- you know, thinking about my past and my future, things I did wrong, things I did right. And I realized did a lot of things wrong. Yep. Yeah, so I got some beers, got some whiskey and strapped on. Are you troubled by seeing your favorite characters on the wrong show in the middle of the night? 
Do you experience feelings of dread not recognizing cameos in Easter eggs? Have you or any of your family ever experienced a shameless promotional TV crossover event? The answer is yes. Don't wait another minute. Download our show to listen to the professional. Television, Television crossover, crossover universe. universe. Our courteous and efficient hosts are available every Tuesday to serve all your crossover needs. We're, We're ready, ready to entertain you. I'm Alex West. And I'm Andrea Subasati, And we're from the Faculty of Horror podcast. And you're listening to Trick or Treat Radio. I will be a barbell. What's up, y'all? It's me, the Yeti. Telling all the ladies that they couldn't be more fine and that we should knock those boots like Frankenstein. <laughs> when I want to get my nerd on, I go to Facebook and I go to the Trick or Treat Radio Facebook group. That's the place where I get to talk about all the hip new horror movies, all the cool comics, like comics, RPGs, video games, you name it, we're talking about shit on there. You could not be any cooler. If you were the coolest kid in school, be the first kid on your block to swing that cock over at the Trick or Treat Radio Facebook group. Just go to Facebook, search for Trick or Treat Radio, ask to join, and it's like Nerd Nevada, baby, without the shotgun blast. This is the Yeti, signing out. See you at the Trick or Treat Radio Facebook group. Follow us on Twitter... At the Deluxe, the Deadites.com, and TrickOrTreatRadio.com.
right, we're back on Trick or Treat Radio. Yes, and hard to believe out of the two that went to go have a smoking break, Raven Shadow is the one who comes back first. I don't feel tired. <laughs> Not this time. Congratulations. You still smell like shit, though. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I bet Jared's gonna. Jared's probably going to smell better than you. Yeah. Because he's fucking from Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I, I smell way better than Raven Shadow. Smell, smell him. MZ, smell him. I don't need to, man. Yeah. I'm, su- I'm surrounded by nicotine. Smell here. him. Yeah. Give, him a, give him a good whiff. Yeah. A good sniff, baby. Take it all in. Lower. Who smells worse? <laughs> Come on. For Christ's sake, it's bad enough you're Italian. <laughs> you love I'm grinders. Italian, too. Oh, oh, yeah. oh Jesus. <laughs> what are you? Yeah, I, uh, What's the verdict? Who's, who smells worse? Who smells worse? Yeah. Raven Shadow. Dude, I could smell the nicotine on your shirt. You're being outrageous. Oh, you're you're doing your own show. I, I'm not Jim. I'm not totally outrageous. You, you're, you <laughs> smell like a human cigarette. <laughs> human cigarette? You, you guys... Yeah, I had a terrible job last night. Okay, Uh-oh. me and Tiny had to do something so awful. Tiny and I, blowjob. We had to go through literally four to five hours worth of pictures of Donna Matrix and Oracle in small skimpy costumes to find uh, photos for the 20th Century's Bastards album artwork. Listen, don't be afraid oh to ask God. for help. It, it was terrible. <laughs> and and sure the only way you guys can relieve the pressure that you've dealt with is taking each other's clothes off. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, he did make me a potato pancake. <laughs> <laughs> with, what, a, with what? His ass cheeks? Is that a euphemism? <laughs> no, with potatoes. The All right. maker. We have a movie to discuss. Yeah. I want to make sure we get to this because we have about a half hour until we need to get in touch with. All uh, right. Well, let's make this Stephen and Jackson. Stephen and Jackson. Is that Stephen? Stephen Jackson. Stephen Jackson. Make him okay. one person. Jackson Stewart Stevens. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about the other side of the door. Now, this flick here is from 2016. It is a horror flick. It is 96 minutes. Yes, it is. And it is directed by Johannes Roberts, and it was written by Johannes Roberts and Ernest Riera. Yes. And it stars Sarah Wayne Callies. It's uh, your girl, MZ. Yeah. Lori from uh, Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Yep. Jeremy Sisto, that's uh, Mars's boy. I love He's that. everybody's yeah. boy. Um, Jeremy Sisto's awesome. Yeah, I love him. Billy Chenoweth. <laughs> It also has Sophia Rosinski, Logan Crarin, and Javier Botet. What's the matter? You can't do the other name? Uh, well, Peaky didn't have as much as, as a role. Uh, Suchitra Pilar. There you go. Or Pilai. I'm sorry. Look at this. There was some Peaky violence, though. I thought it was a <laughs> Japanese film. <laughs> Look at this guy talking over The here. synopsis we have here is, after her young son is killed in a tragic accident, <laughs> a woman learns of a ritual which will bring him back to say goodbye. But when she disobeys a sacred warning, she upsets the balance between life and death. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Oh. So, uh, Raven Shadow. Yes. Who is the lead in this movie? Fucking uh, the chick from Walking Dead, uh, TV's oh, Lori, right? You did see at least a little wow. bit of it. See, I have watched every season of Walking Dead. <laughs> no, I'm talking about this movie. <laughs> I like Daryl. <laughs> he reminds me you of Jared. You love Daryl. I do love Jared. Mm. Who is he? I love <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure who I love. I love everybody. Uh, and my main noogie, Jeremy Sisko. 
Cisco. 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 What is he got? He's got Jerry Thongs on. Blonde little afro. Let me see that thong. It's not Cisco. Cisco. No, Raven Shadow is he singing? Show me that dong. He's Manoogie. Well, it was nice talking to you guys. <laughs> He's Manoogie from Suicide Kings. That was my joint. Um, that was Six good. Feet Under. Yeah. Come on. Jeremy Sisto. It's like the best show on TV. Yeah. Oh, it was he was also in, yeah, but he was also in Nob. Clueless. He was also in May. He was also in oh, Bed yeah. and Breakfast. Mm-hmm. He was also in Wrong Turn. But he was fucking biographer? I might be. But he was in Clueless. That's true. Uh, I've never seen Clueless. Wow. Mar- what? <laughs> I've never seen Clueless and no interest. <laughs> what, like uh, what Raiders dip. of the Lost Ark? No Pretty interest? much, yeah. Well, speaking much. of that, we were talking about Monster Zero the other day because he reviewed Raiders of the Lost Ark positively, yes. said he liked it, yes. and then went right back to lash it out against it like people are going to forget that he yeah. liked it on the internet. I never said I didn't like it. I did like, it. like it. I just, just I, I just don't think, I, I don't think it's the great epic be-all end-all of filmmaking that everyone makes it out to be uh jared what are your thoughts on uh on uh raiders of the lost ark yeah 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 well, no, no no it's good uh <laughs> well said that's good fine. i i saw it late in the game i'll be honest i didn't like grow up with that movie like i did with jaws and back to the future and things mm-hmm. like that so um i believe i watched it when i was like 14 or 15 for the first time i banged all of them out and we're not going to talk about the new Indiana Jones, the latest one, right? <laughs> no, no, please. No. I'm doing I haven't seen I it from Hurling, and, from but I just I saw that South Park episode, so I know to stay away from it because <laughs> Matt Stone and Trey Parker geniuses. Whatever they say, I believe. Yes, I, I want to take it back to when the people don't heed warnings to mysterious. You oh, know, oh, we just start talking about this. Yeah, no, no, no. No, I, we were talking. I, I think this is important because there's two things about this movie that we need to get right off the bat that that might make you decide if you want to watch it or not. Mm-hmm. Raven Shadow is about to talk to one. Okay. Um, and the inherent racism of every ethnic maid in the history of ethnic maids apparently gets a lesson in witchcraft lore in local magic uh, in maid school. Yeah, pretty much. It's definitely a tired right. trope. That's for sure. All right, so go ahead, Ram. Uh, yeah, right, no, it, it, it's in the intro. I'm just saying is that when the mysterious, you know, option is there, whether it's a pet cemetery or whatever the fuck, <laughs> yeah. like when it's like, don't open the door. You really should stress that more than once. Like I have to stress when I leave the house. Kids, lock the door. You know, yeah, and close then your they, windows. And they roll their eyes and they, yeah. they curse yeah, your name. Yeah, yeah. Like, then they, you. Then yeah. they say, fuck you, Raven Shadow. Fuck you, Daddy. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Go fuck Daddy not Shadow. My, screw you, Dad. <laughs> Dad not Shadow. Yeah. Fuck you, Daddy Shadow. Yeah. Yeah, all right, that was today. Daddy <laughs> lies to you, so we're going to lie too. Yeah. But I'm just like, you really, if there's the consequences, and I'm just scared about like flies getting in or like, you know, being robbed. But if there's like supernatural machinations, machinations that yep. might occur as a result of doing the one thing you shouldn't do, like, right? It should be more stressed that. Like, yeah, but uh, it's like, you're going to fucking want to open the door. Don't open the fucking but door. But here, here's the thing I think this is fairly early on, so I don't, I don't, it's not really spoilery, but I think she thought it was over. It wasn't like she opened the door and like broke all the rules. I think she thought that it was done. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, 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 
the rule wasn't exactly stressed as to when yeah. she could leave. She said, Hence the she point. said, I can't open the door. Yeah. Even though there was the son was urging, she's like, I can't open the door. I can't open the door. And then he left. And then I would have assumed that that was it, right? See, I would have thought daytime. You would not have got fooled by that imbecilic supernatural ding-dong ditch then. <laughs> <laughs> like, open the door! Like, it's like the throw the rope kid. It's like, open the door. I can't open the door. I'm not here anymore. Oh, all right. Candigram. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned Pet Cemetery though, because for the first act, yeah, yeah. that was the only thing that right? I could think of. Like, right. There was yeah. a lot of parallels between this and Pet Cemetery. A lot, yeah. Pet Cemetery and uh, a lot of uh, the the direction as far as the scares go. I thought was every horror the, movie ever. Now, yeah. Well, every well, J horror. Every what? J horror. Oh, well, uh, well, I was thinking more along the lines of um, of uh, the Changeling. I could see that. I I definitely felt the Changeling. Uh, as a as an influence in this film, yeah, I I, I would say it's an influence. Uh, I, I almost feel like this film is a little tone deaf in the fact that I feel like it was like, and I don't know anything about the the, the people that the person that directed it anyway. I know like the producers, but I I, I feel like this film was oblivious to the fact that it was so. Not only J horror-y, but derivative to what kind of horror is in multiplexes right now. You know, like, I, I almost feel like it was unintentional. Um, like, that it was so much like a kind of, uh, you know, I, I don't even know what to call them now, because we're not far enough away that it has a, a name yet. But Blum, we Blumhouse? Yeah. You know, like... Blum, like a, we'll call yeah. it Blum Horror. It's, yeah, like a, like a child of one. Yeah, yeah. It's just the latest craze right now. Like yeah. everything is supernatural, and that's just what films are doing. Those are, since Paranormal Activity has been what's successful. Yeah. So therefore, every if you want to get a movie greenlit, it has to be supernatural. Yeah. So and, probably, and they're relatively cheap. And they're relatively yeah. cheap to make. I mean, I was just surprised when I saw Alexandra Aja's name on this, uh, and like edited by Baxter, the same guy who does all the editing for Alexandra Aja's movies. Because this didn't feel like something that he would stand behind. Mm. Um, I, I've yet to see the pyramid. I know he did that as well, like produced it, and uh, one of his writers was the guy who did that. But I just felt this movie wasn't his stamp of approval, almost. If that makes any sense. It yeah, to no. me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, for I didn't even look at the at the list of producers. I mean, obviously, I saw Alexander Aja's name pass by. Um, but I don't know too many of the other ones, so... Hi, Jesse! It's me, Anthony's <laughs> name! What? Who did he... What did he call me? Huh? What did he call me? Uh, he was saying hi to uh, his friend Jesse James. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> On his way to the Wild West, uh, and then soon he would pass you. See you later, Johnny Wolfenstein! <laughs> <laughs> and I was also surprised, this was a 20th Century Fox flick. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't me. remember seeing too many 20th Century Fox flicks that we've reviewed in the last few years. Mm. It doesn't seem like they deal very much in VOD, and maybe this was, oh yeah, maybe this was something that they had picked up, hoping that it would be more, and then just didn't happen. Or you know, I don't know. But typically, I don't. I can't remember seeing a 20th Century Fox uh, before any of the VOD stuff that we've done. I, I feel like, um, I mean, some. I mean, I don't know, like. Uh, though, I, I mean, exotic location. Um, mm -hmm. 
I, I you know the a, someone from The Walking Dead, which it hasn't got. It, it's certainly not at like Game of Thrones like epidemic that these people are in every fucking movie that comes out in the theater. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like maybe banking on some relevancy of her, and then. And by the way, has anybody fucking figured out yet to not let Lori around kids? Fucking hey, right? <laughs> Letting her fucking kid run around in the zombie apocalypse in yeah. fucking India with the weird Indian aborigine people out there. <laughs> like, I don't even know how the aborigines got to India. Yeah, I mean, I I, I feel bad for Jeremy's Sisto. There you go. Sisto. He's trying to make his way in the world doing the antique thing. He's going to work every day. They get the nice house with all the colors. You know, it's nice. But house. they can't afford electricity. Try and figure that one out. It should be more every goddamn fucking day and night. It's fucking dark as shit in there. Yeah, you have a problem with really dark movies, huh? No, 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 no. Come on, let's yeah, be honest. Do. No, shut up. No, you shut up. No, you do. shut yeah, up. Yeah, show him. No, he's <laughs> oh, no, being outrageous week after week. <laughs> no, no, I'm this talking about this movie was the, really dark. No, will you listen to me? <laughs> I'm trying to tell you that they, for some reason, they just didn't feel like turning on any lights in that house. I I'm trying could... to tell you it's the contrast. <laughs> <laughs> One thing uh, with uh, Jeremy Sisto, though, I think it almost feels like his character was wasted a little bit. Like uh, I thought the story would have been yes. better if, let's say, after this happened, uh, Lori was whatever her name was in this movie. What was her name? Her character's name? That's uh, fine. Call her Lori. Yeah. Marie. We'll call her Lori. Marie. Yeah. Marie. 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 If Marie got so emotionally distraught after this incident that she like completely completely withdrew from everything mm, yeah. and then the marriage failed and she had to do this by herself because the whole movie she did it by herself it seems yeah. like the antiquing was just an excuse to get jeremy sisto out of it right and even yeah. with that line uh saying that like oh you can't tell daddy about this and stuff it just seemed like let's just get rid of this character because we don't know what to do with him when you get a good actor doing it you should utilize and also i think also i think that uh the idea that maria would would not even give it some thought or contemplate what uh, what uh, what is her name Peaky, what Peaky, uh, yeah. Peaky was saying, um, you know about how she can possibly converse with her son again. Uh, she doesn't give it any thought. She's like, okay, let's do this, you know. And I I thought that was a little weird. It's like I got I, I got I, dis- I got to disagree with all you guys because I thought the I thought this was. Rooted in genuine, genuine emotion. I don't have a child. Oh yeah, yeah. But I imagine if you had a child and you lost that child, you would do almost anything to at least see or hear them one more time. I, I, suppose I, I so. totally I mean, agree I, with that. I, I suppose yeah. so. I mean, especially when you figure how she lost all right. of her to begin it was with. Almost, I mean, it was almost was, her fault in a way. Yeah, yeah. That was that was heartbreaking. And I agree. I just think that one. Jeremy Sisto's character was uh, completely lost in this as I far agree. as like they should have I utilized agree. him more or yeah. like it didn't seem like that character was fleshed out I, yeah. as... I think yeah, the only thing the he was, was was kind of an anchor for her to go back to, you know? Yeah. I think that's all that he really but was. But you could have yeah. utilized him a little more. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it but, wasn't something that occurred to me during during you know while watching it, but now that you say it, I definitely yeah. can see that. Yeah. My and, wife uh, did not want to watch this movie at first because we have a three year old daughter, and I explained to her yeah, the premise yeah. before we started watching. She's like, "I don't think I can even watch that." Yeah, and it is tough when you have a kid watching this movie, and that's like 
that was good for me to get me emotionally involved into the movie, which, uh, you know, like after that scene, I'm not going to spoil it what happens, but it's pretty brutal. It's 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 very gut wrenching, yeah. especially yeah, if you're is. if you have kids and things the like way that. they the way they filmed that. That was definitely gut. It was intense. That was very, very well done. Um, I also want to I want to give props to um, the actress who played Lucy, Sophia Rosinski. Oh, man. she was awesome. Yeah, yeah. she was oh, fantastic, yeah. man. She was really, really good. She was genuinely creepy. This there, there's something about this girl that just gives me the shivers, man. <laughs> I'll tell you, really. She she thankfully not the Michael Jackson kind. No, no. Oh. She's just just genuinely creepy. Almost almost in like a um. What's his name? David Dorfman sort of way uh, from the ring and from. Oh, I thought uh, you were going to say Dale Dorfman. <laughs> no, Dorf on D- golf. David David Dorfman <laughs> from uh, the ring and from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Uh, there was a certain creepiness about her that just kind of yeah. made me very unsettled. She was awesome, and she she, she was very. There well. was a lot of range, you know, that yeah. she was able to to get, and you know, I can't imagine that's an easy thing to do. No. And, no. Especially, we talked about this a little bit when we going all the way back to the Babadook, where um, was it the Babadook or was there another one? I can't remember. But there's a flick where there's a kid who who oh yeah it was it was Babadook when she's yelling at the kid and telling him he's a, like a piece of shit and all that stuff. Like there's yeah. some stuff in here that must be tough for a child to be on set and and see and or hear, you know? Yeah. And I imagine that some of that stuff was was definitely present here with this movie because there was some. Pretty intense stuff for for a little girl, mm. but I, I I definitely liked. For me, once again, I mean i I don't have kids. I I have a dog and a cat, and, <laughs> and I I love my animals. So Wouldn't much. you love to hear that dog on the other side? Of the I door, would. Though? I, I, absolutely. <laughs> no, seriously. Like I would. I would do that <laughs> if I us? could. If I could hear, you know, hear my dog. Like I know it sounds silly because I can't converse with them, but. You know, like that's something I would probably take an opportunity to do, and I think that it was really rooted in genuine emotion. And I, I, I agree. I, I would agree with that. But man, the the idea of, I mean, if you were to believe in it, the uh, the possibility of um, just you know of just of just a whole bunch of negative things coming out of it. As well, sure, re- I mean, sure, I but but you, you're not thinking that at the time. You're thinking. I want to reconnect with with someone no, that I, I love. Agree. I, I, I yeah. agree, but I, you're not thinking like, oh my god, what can go wrong here? I'm thinking of all the negatives. No, you're thinking about like, and she didn't have a chance to say goodbye. You know, like she right. left her son. Uh, you know, there's and, definitely survivor's guilt. Yeah, and I, yeah. And, and it was funny. It was that scene was kind of choppy about how it ended up that way. Um, some of the interaction, but I thought what was what was interesting was the step she had to take to even get to the dance to yeah, prepare yeah, yeah. the preparation what she had to do to go the, to the temple yeah, yeah which yeah. was like Ugh, you're fucking going all in yeah. on yeah. a statement without doing some research <laughs> you know, like, google it yeah there's, there's, there's no <laughs> gotta google this temple really quick yelp reviews <laughs> you know, like, five out of five which yeah. sacrifice i got to again. talk to my old dog three stars <laughs> Johnny Wolfenstein. Uh, i told my nina to go fuck herself thank you <laughs> one thing like there was this movie felt like it was rooted on jump scares and A lot. for yeah. that half of them were Good and half of them were not for my. There was my opinion. There yeah. was some very like 
the scariest parts out of this uh, this film was not necessarily the jump scares. There's one scene with Peaky when she's outside and uh, she's by the fountain and that kind yeah, of stuff yeah. is happening. And they flash. Uh, you hear her daughter and then they flash to see something else. Yeah, yeah. Right. And yeah, yeah, that yeah. scene really fucked me up. I thought uh, that you know, the uh, sound design was some of the scariest stuff. It was. Yeah. The sound design was very good in this movie. And one, one scene in particular, and it wasn't a jump scare, much like Jared, um, the scene Man, that I'm a got jump scare? The, 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 the scene that got me, and it, and it genuinely made my skin crawl, because I'm a sucker for ghost films anyway, but the scene that got me going was the um, when... Uh, uh, What's her name? Lucy. When she's uh, when Lucy's playing the piano, and oh yeah, I know yeah. which one. They're, they walk over in the and the keys start moving. No, well, the, the doll's no. on top of it at first. Yeah, yes. yeah, the doll's sitting on top, and yeah. the, the tiger, the yeah, tiger. Yeah. And, and, but but it's but it was but it was but it but it was Maria's reaction to that. It looked that yeah. got me that that. It was her reaction. It wasn't I agree. what she was looking at. It was her reaction to what she was seeing. But the thing that, that puzzles got me. The thing that puzzles me about that is right before that, the scene right before, uh, she's in a room and chairs move and uh, these blocks fall yeah, that spell out shit. these words, and she doesn't really have much of a reaction. Then she goes to see a fucking doll and she's like, oh, yeah. it just it, seemed like Gary Montezero tried to explain the scene without spoiling it. It sounded like 1985 Duran Duran track. <laughs> The piano, please. The doll's on top at first. The tiger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I got what he was saying. Though. I, it, it makes it. And that scene definitely, like, I, I, got, I got the feels for that scene, as the kids say these days, as fuck. <laughs> I got the feels <laughs> AF for that one. I'll go one step further than Blinks and say, I think the jump scares, I think all the scares in this film like were either really surprisingly effective or fucking asinine or predictable yeah mm. yeah well there were a couple of predictable ones but it's also it, uh, it it's also with the with the uh, stinging cues of the score, you know, yeah. and, and or sound effects, yells, screams, cheap, whatever. Cheap tricks, like really, like you know. Totally but they still tricks, like yeah. true, true. But you Not know what? They work one, on that me. One, <laughs> cheap trick wasn't true, movie? true. But they, but they work on me, man. You know? And one thing I think this movie actually almost did right, which sounds odd when you hear it, uh, the opening scene. There was a little scare with this girl, and her face turns to that right. like, CGI gray, oh, yeah. and I yeah, hated yeah. that. And I was like, "Oh, this movie's gonna suck," and then it got better. Yeah. So, and it only it, happened one other time. Though. Yeah, it almost set you up for a disappointment, and then right. like felt like it had something to prove after yeah. that. Which by fucking up at the beginning, it made up for it in the long run. Yeah. So I I felt that that was a good decision if you were gonna have to yeah. go that route. Hope, yeah. Thank God the whole movie wasn't. Just those CGI yeah. burnover effects over the face because I fucking can't stand it. So let me get to my notes here and see what else I had. I so I did like the idea that her son would be on the other side of a door. It, it was interesting to make it a literal metaphor, you know. So like you talk about like you know loved ones or people you've lost being on the other side, but I, I thought that was slightly that was sort of interesting to have it actually physically be on the other side of a door you know mm -hmm. like 
it's pretty simple, pretty basic, but I, I thought that that worked fairly well in yeah. in regard to this. Agreed. And I was almost when she did, she was at the temple. I was almost waiting for her to recite three words after spreading the ashes. <laughs> you know, like I'm thinking, I'm thinking Army of Darkness. You know, yep. oh. <laughs> and. Well, kind of to to echo what you guys were saying, like she did seem awfully eager to believe without questioning. Uh, But then I I just really think she was in such a frail mental state, too, because she was in the hospital, you know, after trying to OD. Yeah. So she's she's in a very frail mental state heading into this. And I imagine she wasn't quite thinking straight about everything, you know, and I think they did a good job of setting that up to make it believable for me. I think one of the best jump scares in the film was uh you guys might remember when uh she goes no mommy that man yeah <laughs> because they're like what's I that? that i yes. like that i, I love that yeah. i thought that was great yeah why'd you hate it mars because i i felt like it like they just like turned the slider up all the way and it it, it just sounded loud and obnoxious and predictable like I don't know. You sound well, like an old man. Well, well, no, no. Well, I mean, I'll disagree with Mars on that, but I will agree with him on one point: is that this movie is quite loud at moments where it doesn't really need to be. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, sometimes silence can help a ghost story. You know, but um, they 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 could have toned it down a bit. You know, just just to just you know soften it up a bit and don't make it so freaking loud. So we just we just have a couple more minutes here before we hit to a verdict. I, I do I do agree. I think we we brought this up already that I it did kind of resort to a lot of cheap J horror scares like like the thing you just mentioned blinks at the beginning that just reminded me of like a like a J horror type yes, thing. Yes. You know, there's a couple things spread throughout that were just like eh, I could have kind of done without that. Uh, what I do want to talk about though is I want to talk about the actor who played uh, Mir- Mirtu Mirtu. Did anyone see The Conjuring Two yet? No. Not yet. I want to, though. He acts uh, as a creature that's in that movie called The Crooked Man. Yeah. And you could tell this guy can is pretty much a contortionist. Really? Uh, yes. So he could do a lot of crazy, cool things with his body. Yes. Well, I want to see it because of Patrick Wilson. He's awesome. Yeah. Ooh. So this dude, Javier Botet, is the name of the actor. He's six foot seven, 120 pounds, and he's double-jointed. And he has, he has Marfan syndrome. Which I think is is Marsman syndrome, Madman <laughs> <laughs> Mars syndrome, Madman Mars syndrome. Yeah, <laughs> that was a guy. And I did see. I was yeah. like doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that movement was natural too. Oh shit! Like none of that was like CGI. Like it, the movement. He was also in Mama. Yeah. If you guys have seen that, he was in Wreck. He played. Um, uh, MZ, he played the monster after it inhabited uh, what's her face there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He was oh, also in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He yeah, was in Crimson Peak. He played most of the, um, the, you know, apparitions in Crimson Peak, and he's been in a bunch of other things like Conjuring Two and stuff like that. And so I looked him up just to do a little bit of research, and I saw an article that said that he may be this generation's great horror character actor. And I thought that was pretty interesting because we don't have a lot of that going on right now. No. Like, right, we had, like, uh, in the 80s, there was, of course, uh, Robert England. You know, like, he not only played Freddy, but he played some other, you know, good horror characters. And- the Mangler. Yes. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Phantom then, of the Opera. Think back Ooh. to, like, Lon Chaney and, you know, right. some of the, the classic, you know, univer- Universal. Rondo Hatton. Yeah, there, was, there were some guys who played, like, major... 
horror characters. You know, that was almost kind of their gimmick, you know? Mm, yeah. So this guy seems to do that. And I think along with um, him and, um, shit, I'm drawing a blank, the guy that was in every Guillermo del Toro movie. Doug Bradley? Uh, Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Yeah, and Doug Jones is definitely one of those guys. He's played a lot of monsters, mm-hmm. but... It seems like that's something that this generation kind of lacks because, and I think it's because of a lot of the fl- the films, you know, like the, the Blum horror, like we were talking about, and you know, I just don't know that it lends itself well to to have a character like that because it's more jump scares and apparitions than it is characters with a personality, you know. So I don't know if that's just an interesting bit, you know, bit of uh, information. Like I don't know that that's going to be making a comeback. We're going to have. That said, everything that you just said, none of it had a, like, most of it, rather, didn't have a speaking line. No, and you're right. And, you know, most of the characters that I did mention, uh, you know, are very much, you know, non-personality type of characters. So you're right. Like, it's not exactly, but maybe that's the new way, you know? Maybe that's, you know, I don't know that it's going to be like that again, but. Like Ray Park. He's the horror of Ray Park. No, he's like the ones that I mentioned. No. <laughs> I mentioned someone in that genre. <laughs> we'll have to Ray go out Park. of the genre. Yeah, Darth or, Maul. Or Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> oh, that's what I said. <laughs> and my last bit is, I, I like the ending, but I think it was edited really poorly, and I think that that kind of hindered yes. the impact of it. And I think it could have done a lot more effectively and, and been more impactful with if it just was... I don't know if it was editing or it just just seemed a little off like it seemed like it was rushed no, I they, I there was it. some editing in this movie that that felt a little bit off i was yeah. i i i don't know if it's just the director's style but there was something definitely not yeah what we're accustomed to i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing you know i mean i haven't seen this guy's other work but um it, it definitely felt different it I, just felt no go uh, piecemealed to me like they were trying all these other things that work and try to elevate it with like a a very com- competent cast. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like uh, in, in an incredible location. And, and seeing India like this in a way that, uh, to my knowledge, like you don't generally see. Mm-hmm. Like that was really cool too. Like you know, but like a, a, on a lesser effect, there's a movie. Uh, very similar to this that had um, Scott Speedman, is that his name? From Felicity and uh, Triple X2, the blonde guy. Yeah, yes. Um, uh, and uh, uh, the blonde girl with the flat face. Uh, and they're in like a far <laughs> off land and, uh, you know, something happens to their kid and like, uh, like I, I feel like... Uh, you know, it was very similar to that. And the other thing I feel, without uh, being real spoilery, uh, part of the end of this, except they deliver, uh, reminds me of a Blumhouse movie. Yes. The whole, take me! Right. You know? So, like, I don't know. Like, it just seemed like either really, like I said initially, very tone deaf, like, and unaware that it was on, like, not just retread ground, not not in the same sort of like retread ground that like a nineteen eighty eight slasher movie might have been, like yeah. uh, like something you know if somebody accidentally put out a movie called 
Friday the 13th, 1201. <laughs> you know, oh, this is good. Like, it's one minute more. Like, you know, could we have the, we have all the stuff that they liked in those J-Har remakes and all the stuff they liked in this. They have to like it, right? Like, I felt like they almost didn't understand why those things work. And when they did work, uh, I, I feel like, I don't know. Like, I, I almost want to say, like, they worked incidentally because they worked, like, so tonally. Not incidentally, uh, in spite itself. Because they worked so tonally outside of how scary everything else was or how ham-handed something else was um, that I'm just not sure, like, that this is a horror. I feel like in an era that might be overpopulated with horror fans making movies, did this. (laughs) (laughs) Some, uh, Some argument going on. We have to go to a verdict anyway, so... Uh, we have a couple minutes before the interview, so let's go ahead and do that. Trick or treat, baby. I wonder if people would say you're a trick or a treat. Trick or treat, motherfucker. All right, verdict time. We're going to let you know whether this flick is, is a trick or a treat and any final thoughts. Michael Rabichato. I'm kind of on the fence. Um, when I watched it, I was my first... my. Review was a, a tepid uh, treat. Tepid treat, yeah. And then going, there's things that I kind of wish they went a little further with, even down to, you know, the bite on the arm or the shoulder. Um, I thought any of the collateral deaths were obvious. You know, nothing was new there. Um, I, I just really um, feel that they could have ramped up some of the tension and they just had missed opportunities. I still think it was fine. I enjoyed it. Um, but no, I'm glad you guys echoed the sentiments of the, uh, the ending where I feel like I had to like, rewind it. I thought I like, pressed the remote control and I skipped something. Um, so uh, still, I love me some Jeremy Sisto. There you go. So I'll, I'll hold on the, the tepid treat. All right, MZ. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna pretty much say the same thing. It's um, although I thought I thought the uh, the the scares in here were quite effective, uh, along with the uh, the sound effects and the score, I thought helped. Although maybe a little bit too amped up, a little bit too loud. But uh, the direction is a little weird for me. Um, but overall, it told us a fairly solid story, and and. Uh, Right out of the gate, I mean, you're you're getting a gut punch with a fucking set of brass knuckles, man. Because uh, to decide which one, you know, what what, uh, you know, if you're the parent, you can understand why she's going through the the inner hell that she's going through. Um, but overall, this was not a bad flick. Um, I didn't mind it. Uh, some, a lot of it was they did right. Uh, some parts they did wrong, but uh, overall, it wasn't a bad effort at all. So I'll give, I'll give this. It's not. It's just above a tepid treat. So this is uh, a treat. Yeah. All right, Jarrett. I'm gonna have to pretty much agree with my boy MZ. Uh, you know, I would say it was just above a tepid treat. Uh, I'd still call it a treat. I mean, there's things that I didn't like about this. It's not necessarily like we were talking earlier a five star movie. Uh, I did have some problems with it, but overall it was very enjoyable. Uh, 
the cinematography was really, really good. Uh, there was some really, really creepy moments to it. Like I said, the emotional impact at the beginning kind of got me hooked into it. And there's worse things to watch out there. Uh, pretty, pretty much said the same thing for Hush, too. But for what it is, I'm going to say a, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say treat. All right. Marsman, you back? I never left. Okay. So the world exploded. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, let's hear the verdict. Did, did you did you emit uh, radioactive beams from your fingertips to keep them quiet? Uh, I did use my fingertips, uh, and I use radioactive strangulation. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's that's what I would say. That's evidence. Edit this. It's two old people with the glowing green. Uh, Hammocks on their print. They're going to look like Scooby-Doo villains. Um, I don't pay for this, okay, folks? Like, any above and beyond anything that you are, but this will inevitably be... The director thanks dumped, you. ...dumped in a... No, don't steal it, but this will inevitably be dumped on Netflix or Hulu or, or even on... I, I bet you 20th Century Fox will probably show up on the movie channel Splatter Day. Um, you know, it'll, it'll get out to, you know, all the places that you'll need it to be, to see it for fun, for free, you know, and you, you'll be able to be a little more apologetic with it because, um, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot wrong here and a lot, uh, I don't mind seeing shit I've seen before, but I don't. Uh, you know, I, I guess there was something tone deaf about this. I'm going to call it a tepid treat, but uh, this is purely a, a, you know, a streaming, not a red box or, a, you know, like, but, you know, uh, if you can watch it for free and streaming, there are, there are, there are worse things to do if your internet is down and uh, your porn's off or whatever. You just turned Oily Maniac off. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to say this was just a straight-out treat. I think there's a lot to like about this film. It's simple. It's pretty effective, the plot. And I think it was just enough without being too convoluted. And once again, I mentioned that there's a strong emotional motivation for the characters, which took away a lot of the typical, why are you doing that, you idiot, yelling at the screen, you know? Mm -hmm. But you don't think that that was even like like dummy shorthand, Wolfie? Sorry, Mars. We we, we have to go to the interview. We can't keep talking okay. about it <laughs> we can talk about it after but uh, I, I, f- I feel like if you like this like these blue mouse movies you don't watch you'll you, you'll lose your damn full mind over okay so <laughs> the I, but i think there definitely was some missteps in in, in this and i would have liked to have known they really didn't touch upon these witch doctor looking dudes and i would have liked to have known a little bit more about that and I don't think they should have gone too much more into the mythology, but I would have liked to have gotten maybe a, a little bit more. Uh, I think despite having a solid story, I think there was also some missed opportunities and some pacing issues. Uh, the flick had the potential to be potent- like potentially one of the best horror flicks this year if it was slightly less formulaic and didn't have a meandering second act. But overall, I- I'll give it a treat because the positives, I think, outweigh the negatives. But this film could have been a- a- much more than it actually was. So I I think with better direction or maybe better writing, uh, it could have been it could have been more. So, but there you have it. You got all treats, you know, varying degrees. Some some barely uh, over that line, and some more so over that line. So, 
uh, you know, judge for yourself. It, it is on VOD if you want to check it out. I would not be surprised, as Mars said, if it turned up on uh, one of those streaming services soon. So it essentially is free if you, you know, if you watch a lot of stuff. So there you have it, our review of The Other Side of the Door. And next week, we are, this is going to be exciting. We're really looking forward to this. This is one of our most ex- anticipated films of the year. We're going to check out Mickey Keating's Carnage Park. Woo! And we're getting an opportunity to review it just before it comes out, uh, thanks to Mr. Keating and uh, hooking us up with that. So we're going to get a chance to take a look at it early. It comes out on July 1st, and that's when our review of it's going to drop on, on iTunes. So we'll get to it a couple days early, and uh, it's going to be available in select theaters and also on VOD. So Carnage Park, you folks can't watch it, unfortunately, yet, but you will be able to soon. So... All right, now we are going to head to a break, and when we come back, we're going to be joined by Jackson Stewart and Steven Scarlatta to talk all about Beyond the Gates and see what else is going on with those dudes. So we'll be right back in a few moments. The following message is a paid advertisement for the Cult of Muscle podcast. The Cult of Muscle. You're either in it or you're dead. It's the dawning of a new age. The halls of Valhalla have been shuttered. The heroes of yore have either retreated to the shadows or taken to capering for the amusement of the small folk, their past glories a distant memory. The barbells have been torn from their once puma-strong grips. The beards shone from their square jaws, only to be transplanted onto flannel-clad, puny weaklings with fingers barely powerful enough to strum a ukulele. The time has come, my brothers to restore order from the chaos. No longer will our heroes be forgotten. No longer will their great deeds be viewed through a foggy lens of irony. Hear now our rallying cry as we scream it from the mountaintops, as we bellow it from iTunes and Libsyn and Facebook. It's time to join the cult, my brothers. So don your cloaks and enter the cult of muscle. I'm Kevin. And I'm Rick. And we're your hosts of the Radio Violenta Podcast. Join us as we drink and stumble our way through Italian occult cinema. Follow us on Facebook. And subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. This is Bobby Chains. Uncle Polly. And I'm the kid Tim Nice from the Unchained Podcast. And you're now listening to Trick or Treat Radio on the Grand Guignol Network.
All right, we're back on Trick or Treat Radio. Hello, everybody. Me and MZ. Yes. Hello, Wolfie. And Mars is there. Yes. Mars, are you there? Come in, Mars. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to, while we wait for Raven Shadow and Jarrett to come back up here, I'm going to go ahead and connect up with. Oh, they're coming right oh, now. They're coming now. So, let me I hope they don't trip up the stairs. <laughs> oh, here's Jarrett. Hi. Look at, look at Raven Shadow fucking running. Like, I'm out of breath. Well, all yeah, right, it's so, all those cigarettes you smoke. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we are now going to be joined by our good buddy, Steven Scarlatta. He is the producer of one of our, fa- uh, like, was our favorite flick of 2014, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jodorowsky's Dune. And he's also been on the show a bunch of times. He, he, he's the man that introduced some of us to Neon Maniacs, which we're very grateful for. Thank you. <laughs> so we're going to be talking to our good buddy, Stephen Scarlatta, and also the director of Beyond the Gates and our new friend, Jackson Stewart. Woo. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome, guys. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you guys on the show. Thank you very much. Got it. Steven, right. man, it's so good to hear you, man. We, we miss you, and uh, we think about you all the time, man. No, oh, thank you. Same here, man. It's been too long. It's been like a year, I think. I know. It's been a yeah. really long time. <laughs> that is a long time. We, I, think, I think this is your third or fourth appearance now, and uh, we did review Neon Maniacs with you a while back, and we've had you on to talk about Jodorowsky's Dune, and now we're talking about the new project, which all of us are very, very excited for. And by the way, I don't know if you guys know, but we also have Jarrett Blinkhorn in studio here, who I know Jackson knows. <laughs> hey, Jackson. What's up, buddy? How What's up, you? man? How's it going? Pretty good. I miss good. your face. I miss I miss your voice. Oh. I'm happy I can see here now. Well, you got to call me sometime, baby. Should we'll I chat. be jealous? You should be. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Well, watch this. Hey, Steven. <laughs> wow. Who's that? That was impressive. <laughs> things are getting real sexy right yeah. now. Ooh. 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 Things are getting hot in here. I'm going to have to take my shirt off. Yeah. Oh, Jared will like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, whatever you do, do not take your little sister's Boston Red Sox tank top off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Well, the, these, these guys are joining us here to talk about their new flick and... Uh, you know, I'm sure we'll end up shooting the shit and, and doing some other stuff here. But uh, one one quick story I want to relay. Actually, hopefully this isn't uh, this isn't too big of a of a of a reveal. But uh, Jarrett, who is all obviously good friends with Joe Vegas, uh, yeah. they said that right. Vegas, yeah. yeah, it's good enough. <laughs> Listen up. Yeah, I always just say Vegas. He gets Begus, super yeah. pissed. And uh, <laughs> so you hit. What, what was the story you were telling me about? Uh, he said he was hanging out with someone after later on. Oh, yeah, uh, Steven, actually, my name's Jarrett. What's going on, man? Uh, I was talking to Joe uh, while I was driving in here, and he was, I was like, oh, I'm actually going to be on a podcast with Jackson, uh, Steven Scarlatta, and he's like, oh, Steven's actually coming to my house after. <laughs> or something, something about a City Dragon, I think it is. Yeah, we're going to watch City Dragon. We, nice. Once, every once in a, like, yeah, like every, we, like we meet up like twice every month, and we watch, like, Dolph Lundgren and nice. all kinds of '90s action madness with Joe. That sounds Eagles. about right. And our editor for Beyond the Gates, Josh Ethy. Yep. Yeah, they're they're awesome guys. Yeah, I went to high school with those guys. Oh, right on, man. Well, you worked on Mind's Eye, right? Yeah, yeah. I co-produced it with them and uh, did like second year directing and stuff. I was out in L.A. for the premiere, and that's actually how I got to meet my boy Jackson. Oh, right, right on. on. I was at that's. 
screening. Oh, no. Yeah. Did you go to the, the bar thing after? Yes. Oh, cool. Well, we were in the same room together. Yeah, if you go on my letterbox and you look at my top, like, 20 of last year, Mind's Eye is number two. It's oh. my, one of my favorite films. I can't stop talking about it. Awesome. It's, it's fantastic. Hey, what did you think about the short before that? That's actually a really cool it was a really cool short, man. Oh, thank you. I'm just kidding. I didn't want you to blow me on air. But, <laughs> but I'm glad I you appreciate did. it. Thank you so much. No, I, but, uh, no, but I just urge people to check out Mind's Eye. It's freaking. It's really awesome. It yeah. felt like a kid again watching like uh, just a really cool horror slash action film. Nice, yeah. nice. Really cool. It's definitely I, a lot uh, of fun. I, I've got a funny story about that too. I think Steve, were we at the same notes screening for that? Like back in um, whenever Joe and Josh were cutting that. Oh, and all the the wires were still in. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, Steve was like, he brought his notepad to start taking down notes, and then what? I think like five minutes into the movie, he just put it down. And then <laughs> I was like, I have absolutely nothing else to say. Oh, that's perfect. Is. <laughs> His enjoyment of that movie is quite genuine. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the one movie when they asked for notes. It was like, I have no notes. <laughs> I, I, I was immediately in love with it. Oh, that's great. Congrats, man. <laughs> I, I really just wanted to kind of underscore how just small, you know, this, this industry is, I guess, because, you know, we have Jared hanging out here. I, I spent specifically you know invited him because i i found out that jackson and 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 uh jared were you know knew each other so i figured it'd be fun to have jared in again and um but it's just kind of funny how you know steven's going over to joe's house and (laughs) yeah it was it was actually really funny i was listening to uh episode 203 i was driving to a wedding and i hear that jackson and steve are going to be on so i texted jackson i was like oh dude you're going to be on the show that's awesome and then like five hours later uh, Wolfie texts me like, "Oh, you want to be on the show?" I was like, "Oh, cool! We're going to be on the show together, best friends forever." <laughs> so, so now that we've gotten that, all that out of the way, let's get into this flick. So, Stephen and, and Jackson, you guys co-wrote Beyond the Gate. So, let's start there. Like, how did this idea come come about, and and, and how did you guys kind of collaborate on it? Uh. Steve, do you want to you want to take this question, buddy? Uh, sure. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting. Like Jackson and I, we, we were both. We went to a meeting for this one project, and there, there was there was like this anthology project. Steve and I both had segments in that we mm. walked away from. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, we, we we met there, and to be honest, it was really weird. Like we sat next to each other, and we didn't say a word to each other. <laughs> and then, like literally, like two weeks later, we're at uh, Josh Ethier, who's ended up being the editor of this film. We're at his birthday party, and we ended up sitting next to each other again. And we just ended up, you know, exchanging, you know, Facebook accounts. And then next thing you know, it a couple weeks later, we got coffee for the first time. And immediately we just like really clicked on our, you know, we have like, like so many favorite films and genres in common. He was like one of the, one of the rare people I could actually talk Eurocrime to and, <laughs> and, and, and Fulci films and 80s horror films. And it was really cool, man. It was just like, we were just like back and forth, just, you know, hanging out, just shooting the shit, having a really good time. And then, you know, then, you know, we just started kind of trading back and forth, kind of like 
ideas we had that we're kind of working on. And then I just, you know, kind of pitched him this one idea just about a uh, two brothers that close down a video store and they discover like a VHS board game that opens the gates to another dimension. Mm-hmm. And I could just see it on Jackson's face, man. His eyes widened and <laughs> I could see he was really into the idea, which I was really shocked because I'm so used to people just like eye rolling my ideas. <laughs> and... Well- yeah, it, it, just to interject really quickly, as soon as Steve pitched me that idea, I said, I was like, that's the best idea I've, I've ever heard. We need to start working on that today. And uh, <laughs> we basically, I think from that point on, we started working on it that afternoon and we spent you know a few months outlining and turned around a draft of the script probably like two months later where we were both. You know, I, I think we would like write 20 pages, hand it off to the other person. They would rewrite it. And then we just kind of back and mm. forth it like that for a while. But we um, it, it was it was really nice at the time, too, because uh, Steve had a lot of heat around his name from Jodorowsky's Dune. So I was able to approach a lot of uh, wealthy financiers and say, hey, this guy is this movie that's probably going to get nominated for an Oscar because <laughs> I think it was like was on the Oscar shortlist or something at the time, yeah. which was insane. Like, I mean, it, anyone get it? Like, I don't know anyone else who's had a movie anywhere close to, <laughs> to that. So um, it, it made it made things very easy to, you know, make people believe in the film and invest in it. So, uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds like you guys got things going pretty quickly. And, you know, and, and so now that you have the script... It seems like this came together all pretty quickly. So once you guys have the script, what, like, how long was it before you started shooting? Uh, it was it was about eleven months from the time we first started writing it until we were shooting. I think we we started writing it in May of two thousand fourteen, and then you know April twenty fifteen we were on set shooting it. Hmm. It's pretty insane. <laughs> <laughs> insane but it was yeah it was pretty awesome though it was really really cool experience and you know we we last week we spoke to uh joe r lansdale and you know he he's a guy that has written a ton of stuff and he was saying you know that he he had a bunch of scripts that were like you know optioned and didn't get made like that dude's is is a fucking amazing writer and went through a lot to get something you know finally filmed you know Bubba Hotep was his first his first film um you know but but you guys you know pretty within less than a year I mean having written the script and then you know filming it that's that's pretty awesome so it's pretty cool that you guys were able to get that turned around pretty quickly yeah I mean it it was honestly too like a, a huge credit for that goes to Steve because it was it's one of these things it's very rare that I I hear like a pitch where you just instantly know what the movie is, and as soon as you tell people that what it is, like they they have like a clear idea of it, or at mm-hmm. least as soon as I heard it, I just knew instantly what that movie was, and it, it really resonated with me because it just it felt like such a a perfect engine for a horror movie that like as soon as you hear it, it it's it's almost like one of those things that it follows or one of these other recent movies where. You're like, oh, an STD that like kills you, you know, or like goes down this this line of people where you're like, oh, I can't believe I never thought of that. Um, I just, I totally felt that way with uh, with Steve, where I was like, God, that's such a good fucking idea. We have to, <laughs> we have to do this immediately. 
<laughs> Did you guys play those board games growing up? Uh, what was that one? Was it Nightmare or Nightmare? Yes, Nightmare. Did you guys play any of those? Uh, Nightmare was like the one we were really ripping off for our movie. <laughs> um, but I, Steve, I, you you played them more than I did, right? Yeah, I mean, I grew up when they came out, and I've mentioned like many times, like I had doorways to horror, and I had nice. Clue, and but just no one ever wanted to fucking play them with me because everyone <laughs> thought they were so stupid. So <laughs> we would have played, man. <laughs> we would have had that was a fun. Which I did. <laughs> yeah, this is like the '80s, and you know, just I just ended up watching the freaking doorways to horror video over and over again, and just like going through the cards. So it was like just n- my brothers, no one, but um, yeah, but I just always thought they were really freaking cool. I, I didn't unfortunately get into the nightmare games at that time. Uh, unfortunately, I was more of the early '80s ones, and I kind of missed out on those '90s ones. But the the nightmare was a really big influence, yeah. thanks to YouTube and everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I honestly, I hadn't really played any of them, but I, you know, I dove in with the research and stuff, and you know, Steve and I were getting very familiar with those games and revisiting them and stuff while we were working on it. So um, I ended up sort of becoming a fan later on. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I was I, I was honestly a lot more into like that era of filmmaking and you know those movies like The Gate and The oh, Beyond yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. you know you name it. But <laughs> you're a big Blood Rage fan, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I I honestly I cannot believe that movie got a Blu-ray release. Oh my I, god. I, I bought a, I, I think Jarrett knows this, but I got a VHS tape of it that was uncut that I bought in 2002 for like $55 or something. Yeah, I, now I, they I, go for around $200. Yeah, good deal, man. Wow. It was, it was a very wise investment. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I mean, when you, when you watch the movie, you actually have kind of a, a, a blood rage knockoff in it that the two brothers are obsessed with, but uh, I'm completely... <laughs> into that movie and uh i've i've seen it probably like 20 times or something ridiculous so um yeah can't get enough of that (laughs) (laughs) so so you guys are now you know you you guys get funding you get to make this flick and when you're when you're doing the casting and everything i mean obviously you have some pretty some pretty well-known people especially barbara crampton you know and she ended up being a, a producer if i'm not mistaken right Yes. So it, it was basically all the, the three lead roles of that, of you know, Chase Williamson, Graham Skipper and uh, Bria Grant. They were all written for them. Mm-hmm. Um, the Evelyn character, the, the VCR board game host that Barbara plays, there was initially like it, we had three actresses in mind. Uh, you know, Barbara was like an obvious one, even though she came on as a producer before we, we asked um, and then there was a younger actress who was a little scarier that I, I'm not going to name who, <laughs> who it was. <laughs> and then, um, uh, we, we had another person who I'm, I'm also just not going to bother naming, but mm-hmm. you could text next, them to me. <laughs> yeah, I'll, Jared, I'll tell you after I'll, I'll tell you guys off the air who they were, but, uh, you know, basically we ended up shooting some footage with another, uh, uh, game host in it and um it just it, it kind of didn't work out for a number of reasons and uh you know some of them were technical some of them were like a you know performance and i'm, I'm not going to get too far into it but 
I we ended up uh, the actor was in Atlanta or, or they were on the other side of the country, and we couldn't get them back in for it. So we were basically like, okay, well, um, we're we need to find someone else like yeah. ASAP because we're shooting in a month and we need to. We we were like really hardcore about having them actually watch the stuff on the TV while the the you know while we were shooting rather than like put it in and post just because it felt like we needed to make it as close to how they would make those 80s movies as possible and we're like okay if they didn't have access to this back then we can't use it you know so um we basically i i started thinking about it and then i was like you know it'd be kind of interesting to do to use barbara in this because yeah i i wanted like some kind of connection between either between like one of the older characters, whether it was like their dad, um, who we came really close to casting uh, Tom Matthews from Friday the Thirteenth Part. Oh wow! Return uh, of Living Dead. Yeah, and Return of Living Dead. He he was willing to do it. Um, him and uh, Dana Gould, and then we we ended up kind of going with an unknown um, for that role, just because he looked a little more like Chase, and I just got along with him, and you know he was he was a, a good actor, but. Um, I, I felt like we really needed a connection to that era. And I was like, you know, Barbara's perfect for this just because of From Beyond and Reanimator and all these other awesome movies that she's been in. And I felt like it would be really interesting to see her just as like a full-blown evil character. And um, it's it's amazing now because it's like all of her stuff we basically shot in a day and it's like it, it's everyone i talk to it's like their favorite part of the movie which is like yeah it's really it's really amazing how that stuff works out but uh yeah i hope i hope that answered that yeah yeah no absolutely it, it just thought it was uh I, I was wondering which came first so that did answer the question she was producer first and then came on as an actress later yeah yeah we we i basically had to like beg her to do it <laughs> and she she thankfully agreed but uh yeah you can't go wrong with her though no nah she she rules yeah she's her. great yeah it's pretty it's pretty amazing to have her on the film i I said it so many times that like if I can go back in a time machine and tell my thirteen year old self who my dad took me to see from beyond that I was actually gonna work with her, I would freaking lose it. So I'm just very very humbled and lucky to to work with her and with Jackson on this. Very lucky. <laughs> that's that's pretty phenomenal. And <laughs> so you guys are you know, you're you're making the flick and now, did you, was this a tough sell to the actors? I mean, obviously having you know VHS board games was was a pretty big niche thing. You know, that's not something that everyone was into or that everyone even knew about. And especially some of the younger act, you know, actors, maybe maybe it's not something that, that they were privy to. But w- was it a tough sell to any of them? Did you have to like show them YouTube links or show them what what it was, or did they all pretty much get it right away? Um, you know, it was, it was interesting. Like Graham was immediately on board with it because he, he's actually like, he grew up playing those games and was very (laughs) familiar with them. Um, and he was like, oh my God, I love this. And you know, he was, he was just like such a trooper and just in it from day one. Um, Chase was like, Chase hadn't played any of those and didn't know what they were, but he really gravitated toward the, 
the brother's relationship in it. And he, he just liked the script. And, you know, I'd, I'd worked with him on another short called Sex Boss. And we just... Nice. Uh, <laughs> we we just got along really well, and he's he's a total blast to work with. And Bria, I basically just called her and forced her to be in it, and uh, <laughs> that was <laughs> that was about the end of it. <laughs> I don't think Barbara was very familiar with that with, with, with the games. I think she was like maybe the one also. Hmm. But okay, Graham was awesome. He he actually freaking dropped the uh, WWF VHS game. So yeah, like, <laughs> so he really, really knew his shit on it, and he was a big atmosphere fan. So that was awesome. <laughs> Especially when we wrote the film, it, we re- we wrote it for Graham Chase and and Chase in our heads, and then um, Jackson always knew he wanted Bray in it, and well, Matt, it was only. You know, I'll say we totally forgot to mention is uh, Matt Mercer and uh, Jesse Merlin were the other two people we had like in mind the whole time. Mm. I love Matt. Oh yeah, he's a he's a sexy man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry we, to cut you off, Steve. He, he oh was... no, 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 it's all good. So it, it, it was pretty. So it was it was pretty interesting to write a movie with the with the actors in our minds and then they actually all said yes like when does that ever happen so that was really yeah, cool. yeah absolutely I, I imagine that helps a lot too when you're when you're writing the script and getting the voices down and, and then having them actually be able to do it must must have been phenomenal oh yeah well you know the the interesting thing too was like talking to each of these guys about their characters before we started shooting like Graham really locked into his character's backstory in a way that was like almost eerie where I like I didn't I didn't tell him anything. And he was basically like, you know, I think the guy probably lives in this city. This is what I think his job is. This is like what I think his relationship with his brother is like, you know, over the like the years before the movie starts. And and this is how he his relationship is with his girlfriend. I mean, he basically like nailed it down the line a hundred percent, which mm-hmm. I was just like, I was like, how the fuck did he like intuit all that from this? Because I mean, we don't. A lot of that stuff isn't really spelled out, and it's sort of open to interpretation in some areas. But Graham was—he just totally blew me away with that stuff. And um, Chase similarly was very kind of locked into his character very quickly. So um, that was cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's very cool. And Stephen, I'm curious because two of your biggest flicks, obviously you did Jodorowsky's Dune and you've done a couple documentaries. What was it like working on, you know, on, on a film like this that wasn't a documentary? I know, you know, we've talked to you about how much time you, you put into Jodorowsky's Dune and, you know, that was kind of like a huge passion project for you. And the turnaround time for this one was, was you know, very different from from your last project. So, uh, I guess talk a little bit about working on documentary and then working on on this flick. Yeah, doc. Oh yeah, documentaries is just fucking just research and research yeah. and just takes forever to shoot because you just have to. It, it's really yeah, it's really passion documentaries. It's 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 intense and um, yeah, passion love. Yeah, so it was like Jarowski's Doom was done. And then the moment it plays festivals, it's all of a sudden just this thing hits you, especially in the film industry. It's like, I got to do something now because, you know, and I was kind of I was kind of stuck for a little for a little while on what to do next. 
and then um yeah then you know as as you heard from the story just how we met and then this just happened so fast um i i worked on you know back in the 90s when i first moved out to la i worked on tons of films like mm-hmm. I, I worked on like i worked for corman i worked you know i, I was electrician I was, I was craft service i was art department you know i was like i did electric i was electrician on that movie swingers literally i was working on swingers and then i was working on a movie called street corner justice i was doing both film i'd go to set one day and do swingers the next day i'd be on street corner justice <laughs> <laughs> you know to- doing a totally different job on that so i was aware of how how films work but it, it but I, yeah, but this was like the first like script that was ever written and being on set and watching actors say the dialogue and being in the scenes. It, it was, it was a trip, but a, a lot of that legwork was, it's all due to Jackson. Jackson like really fucking ran with the film while it was being written and getting investors and just like, I learned so much from Jackson. I'm not, I'm to be dead honest, not just trying to kiss his ass. It's like what I learned from him was like, he had the makeup people working on this movie like back in October. So the effects would, when you watch the movie, the effects are awesome. They're all real prosthetic effects. It's because Jackson had them working on it from back in October. So by the time April rolled around, the movie was shooting. They looked fucking fantastic. Mm. You know, I, I actually learned a lot from Jackson in this whole thing because um, I, I kind of stepped out of like feature films for a little while after I kind of. After New York Hardcore, I was trying to make a straight edge movie, and I worked on it for like seven years, and we just it just kept falling apart, mm-hmm. you know. And then that's when I delved back into documentaries with Jodorowsky's Dune. So this was all like it kind of, you know, in Final Girl, I wasn't there on set. That was just a freaking script sale. Yep. So so beyond the gates, I got to tell you the truth, it was like a big learning experience, and I learned most of it through Jackson. I got to say because you know Jackson's a pro. He made three, like his Sex Boss. Uh, short is really phenomenal and that's what sold me <laughs> that I knew he could really direct this film because I, I watched it like three times with an audience <laughs> and like every single time it just it, it cracked me up mm-hmm. so it, it was a total it's a totally different experience and um, yeah I'm looking forward to doing it again but a lot of it's I gotta give thanks to Jackson he really kicked ass on it he produced it and you know, like we couldn't find houses and Jackson would literally stop at houses and knock on the doors to find homes. Like the guy was just a fucking trooper on this film and just got to give him all the credit for pushing this movie forward and getting uh, it done. Well, thank you. But I- <laughs> <laughs> Not that serious. I learned, I learned a lot. I got to say. <laughs> and, and that's pretty cool that you can learn a lot. Like, especially, you know, I, I knew you had been working on films for a very long time. I didn't know that you had, you know, done so many odd jobs. But, you know, obviously, I'm sure as an electrician or, you know, craft services, you can't learn a ton about actually making the film. So, you know, you had been on sets for a very long time. And, and then you, you got into documentaries for a while. And now, like, you're, you're in a more creative role working on set. So you're right. Like you've you've been around sets for a very long time, but it must have been a very different experience, and must have been cool to kind of see it from that perspective now. Oh yeah, it, it, it was a trip, man. Plus, I'm kind of I'm old, you know I'm old now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the old guy on the set. <laughs> you know, young guys, and I'm like, wow. But it, it was it was awesome. It, it like it just kind of it was like an adrenaline shot that you know I can't wait to do the next one and the next one. Yeah. You know. 
really excited. Hopefully, you know, knock on wood, I'm, I'm able to. You know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's hard in this town to get something made. <laughs> so you guys did have a uh, have a screening of it already, though. Didn't it play in L.A. recently? Yeah, it uh, it premiered at the L.A. Film Festival, um, which was uh, pretty pretty awesome. Um, the we we it, it was crazy too because they do this thing there where they base they only like give you one screening and then you have to sell that out mm-hmm. and then you you know can get a second screening of that and um, it, it was it was really stressful because I was basically like oh man like how the fuck are we gonna sell this out because yeah. it's playing out like the arc like Culver City which you know is a like a a pretty legit theater. Um, and I, I can't remember what it was. I think I, I was hanging out with uh, Bria, and we went to go see a movie. And this was like, I don't know, 48 hours or something after the tickets had gone on sale. I went in. We came out. And then um, our, our friend Patrick Reynolds, who directed uh, Rights of Spring and The Worry Dolls, he texted me. He's like, dude, I can't get a ticket to your movie. I was like, why? And he's like, oh, it's <laughs> sold out. And I was like, what? And I'm like, that's a mistake. Because, like, none of my friends had bought tickets at this point. Like, they basically all were like, oh, whatever. Like, well, we'll just grab them that day. And, um, yeah, like, it sold out in 48 hours, which was really wow. crazy. And then, um, oh, which I still have no idea how that happened. Like, I, I, I don't, I, I had utterly nothing to do with that. And then we ended up getting a, a second screening on top of that. And I think it... Around the time that we dropped the poster on Bloody Disgusting, that screening ended up selling out. And then we ended up winning um, this jury prize at the festival, which uh, was selected by like the producer of It Follows, the producer of A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, and um, this acquisitions guy from Paramount. And it was just, it was insane. So we ended up getting like a third scre- screening off of that. And it was, wow. it was very surreal. And you got a nice bouquet of flowers, too, huh? Yeah, absolutely. They gave me a beautiful bouquet of flowers, and I was very happy. You've that. earned it, buddy. <laughs> I, felt, I felt very beautiful. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and Steve, you were at uh, you were at both screenings, right? Yeah. What did you think, buddy? Um, I, I, was, I was terrified, but, I mean, after the film really relieved like cause I, I was really blown away that you know everyone really dug it that was there i mean from the people we talked to you know yeah and and actually it was kind of cool because you could kind of feel it in the audience too you know that people were just really digging on it and you know i i hope people could actually check it out in the theater it's a it's a cool theatrical experience like like most horror films but it was also weird too like you know are we allowed to say who kind of showed up at the second screening like on the way out yeah, I mean, fuck it, why not? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, but like on the way out of the second screening, I bumped into Bobcat Goldthwait, and I nice, was just nice. like, yeah, it was just blew my mind. And then he immediately, you know, complimented the film. And, I like your movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he is an amazing director in his own right. Yeah, uh, I can watch this anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was nuts though. Like he Bobcat came up to us um dan waters who wrote heathers and batman wow. returns came up to me and he was like i thought it was really good larry karaszewski who wrote edward um with in the new oj show came up and said he was sitting with dan waters he's like i thought it was great 
and then like Stuart Gordon and Bill Lustig and wow. Amanda Wiss from Nightmare on Elm Street. It was fucking insane. Like I, I, <laughs> I don't know how. I mean, Stuart is like a, an old friend of mine, but um, and you know he obviously is gonna go to he's he's gonna go to whatever movie Barbara's doing, but mm-hmm. um, you know it, it was a really uh, just amazing experience. Like that that was kind of cooler than anything else that could come from it just because it's like there's all these people that you know steve and i both like love their work and you know they they enjoyed the movie which it's like i i don't i don't don't know how much uh better things can get from there (laughs) how how can you watch your film knowing that those people are watching it um hello did that drop off (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was hit by a dart. Yeah, he got hit by a dart. <laughs> um, I, you know, I was I was pretty terrified to be honest. I, I think um, I think after like the first fifteen minutes, I I kind of relaxed. Like once I could hear people enjoying it, but mm. it's uh, it's just like the most nerve wracking thing because you're basically it's like. Steve, you know, has seen this movie probably almost as many times as I have, you know, and I, I think I've, in various forms or whatever, I probably watched it about 200 times, you know, because it's like we have to, you know, screen it for notes and then get feedback from people and then, you know, sitting in the edit and, you know, just all these other facets of it that you're really not aware of when you write it. Um, like how many times you're going to have to see this thing. And so it's basically like with me, I was just so fixated on what the, like the, the mistakes and stuff that I'd made throughout the movie. And I was, I I was just like waiting for those to happen. It's like, you just don't even, you're, you're not watching the movie in any real way. It's like, you're just (laughs) like, okay, like here's this, like, you know, this shirt looks crappy in this scene. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, you're, you're basically just zero in on all this like bizarre stuff that no one ever notices. And so like when you hear people responding to it, it's, it's a huge relief. Um, yeah. It just cracks because it reminds me of like getting a, 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 after like one of the first screenings, I watched it and then Jackson turns to me, didn't you notice Graham's shirt in that one scene? I'm like, Dude, <laughs> no, don't worry about it. <laughs> Look at beyond that, you know? Yeah. It's just hard. You know, it's like when you're so, into the film you just can't help but to see a lot of things until yeah when you're in the theater and watching it with a crowd it's i was terrified the whole time did did steven bigley you at one point jackson be like dude i watched cradle to the grave with jodorowsky (laughs) (laughs) that is a a great callback by the way that's like one of my favorite stories Steve told me. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I don't really know how to expand on that. <laughs> pretty 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 wonderful that he has a copy of that. <laughs> That's that definitely still one of my favorite stories, Steven. <laughs> Thank you. That's amazing. <laughs> so speaking of screenings, just announced today. I'll let you guys go ahead and. Uh, do the honors, but you got announced for another festival. We did. Uh, Steve, do you want to, you want to tell them? Yeah, it's, uh, we're going to be having our Chicago premiere at, um, the, the third annual Bruce Campbell film festival. Yeah. That's amazing. Groovy. (laughs) Yeah. Was it planned that the announcement was going to be on his birthday? 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> didn't yes, uh, yes. isn't is this uh Matt Mercer's second year in a row gonna uh attending that? Uh, I, I'm not. I think so, actually, because he contracted two. I believe was there right. last year, I, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was I was trying to remember what it was, but yeah, it was it was contracted too. So it's yeah. a it's a second year Mercer flick, and also I think it's a a second year Skipper flick because he had um, Tales of Halloween there last oh, year. Oh, look at that! So <laughs> check out that that uh, that magic. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they have like an insane lineup too. They're playing uh, the twenty. They're doing a twenty fifth anniversary of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. That's no which, way, sweet. Yeah, and they, the director is going to be there, and there's apparently some other special guests that are coming out. And um, there's a there's a few other people that they haven't announced yet, and some other movies. But they the, the lineup's just going to be fucking insane. So I'm uh, very much looking forward to that one. And I think uh, the Groovia's Hell Award is going to Fred Decker, which is pretty freaking awesome, too. Oh, right. Really? The festival. Well, the the other thing, too, is, um, like, Bruce is there. He's doing – I think they're they're doing, like um, – he's doing, like, a live commentary over Army of Darkness, which <laughs> wow. is – I mean, it's, like – it's honestly, too, just, like, Steve and I are such huge Evil Dead fans that getting to – like have this being like get the you know the bruce campbell seal of approval is i mean it's like i honestly like if i get hit by a a truck or something after that i'll i'll die happy (laughs) yeah really will not have any anything left to complain about (laughs) it sounds like a pretty fantastic lineup from what i've seen so far that was announced today so uh you know good on you guys for for getting in on that that's a it's a pretty awesome thing Oh, thank you. No, thank, thank you guys too, man. You guys have been really cool and supportive and like always posting about Beyond the Gates. And I, I can't thank you guys enough at Trick or Treat Radio. You guys are fucking awesome. We love you, Steven. Yeah. Ooh. It's because we, we love do. you, my man. <laughs> we love you. I'll be a sex boss. Jeez. <laughs> ah, that sounds awful. Yeah. yeah that sounds Take really the terrible. Film, just you saying Take it. that back. Right, <laughs> Steven's yeah. not going to want to hang out with us anymore. Yeah, you don't have to. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Talk about the dumb maniacs yeah. for like two hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ride some trains. Yeah. You, you know what, Steven? If we ever. I would like to take this thing on uh, on the road. Like, I want us to do some live podcasts here and there. We're you know, hopefully getting to make that happen someday. And if we do. And if we get to, I want to have a screening. I want to show a movie, like, you know, do the podcast and then show a movie. And my first pick would be Neon Maniacs. <laughs> Let's do it. Count me in. That movie needs to be screened all the time. Absolutely. We need to find a 35 millimeter print of it somewhere and, and they'll show that everywhere there's a 35 millimeter screen. What we really need to do. Is just get every frame of that fucking neon maniac driving the train. <laughs> Piece it together to one of those giant science center sized rails and watch it for like 30, 60 seconds a day. Because, uh, you know, science would uh, indicate that, as far as I am concerned, like, what was that, two years ago? Never yeah. not funny. Yeah. <laughs> Never not funny. Like if if I like I've watched that movie a hundred times. Like why it's on a fucking track. Why is he staring that train so much? He was staring that train hard. Yeah. 
like he's like oh so, and like what did, he was a fucking killer what do you care if he hit someone <laughs> was he concerned for public safety I, he doesn't even care about himself water kills him and he lives <laughs> under a bridge <laughs> You know what the, the coolest thing about that movie is? Is how all the bad guys get introduced through trading cards. Yes. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like, it's like the first two minutes of the movie. I was like, God, that's so fucking bold. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need Trick or Treat Radio trading cards now, just Ooh. based on that. <laughs> Crossbow. Yeah. Like, like, a fucking well, photographer, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It must have been a neon maniac photographer. That's my guess. That's right. <laughs> must have got wet or something and died. But his name was Shotabug. <laughs> Shotabug. He had a camera for an eye. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, who could forget? Uh, we reviewed Brain Scan with Steven as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of, uh, I guess video like games, right? Game movies. Yes, that was another game. That was another movie. Jackson and I bonded over. We, we both love <laughs> Brain Scan. Yeah, <laughs> it's so underrated. It is an underrated classic, man. I mean, it's, I, it's it's so strange too. Like, uh, I remember when we watched it, like thinking, like, I'm not 100. percent You know, I'm sure we talked about it too, but uh, like, I, I'm not 100 percent sure that it like works, but like. <laughs> There's not really anything like this. Like, it's not at all, like, kind of what you think. Like, you think it's going to be, like, a straight Nightmare on Elm Street ripoff or, or whatever, that sort of thing. Or, you know, or even, like, a... You know, but, like, it's just, like, I'm not even, like, sure, like... Like, what I'm watching. But for some reason, I am completely enthralled. Like... <laughs> and that has it's... Rocky Dennis in it. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, or you true. could go back to the uh, or go back to like 1980 was it 1983 where they uh, had nightmares in the El- Emilio Estevez uh, segment oh, where dear. where That's he's uh, playing the arcade games and uh, he ends up becoming part of the game. Didn't that movie have a fucking train in it too? Was it? I think it did. <laughs> <laughs> Horrors of public transportation. Well, have you seen Highlander two when Michael Ironside's driving the train? in the car gets shot up too it doesn't pay to like you know you should if you're a, if you're a highlander you should just fucking walk <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have a pitch for for both of you guys steven and, and jackson i want you guys to remake neon maniacs Ooh. oh it, well that's steve's like number one <laughs> <laughs> I talk his ear off about that all the time. <laughs> Netflix show project. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, that that'd be awesome. I, you I, just have to let me write one line. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't care. You can even tell me. We just we so need I can be involved in that somehow. We'll do it for free. Like, Look out. <laughs> yeah. We'll do it for free. We want to be neon maniacs, like background neon maniacs. We're going to have to be the the. You know the stars will we'll be in the background. Oh, that would be gotta, awesome. We got to get out the two hundred neon maniacs in it. We'll, yeah. we'll two hundred neon maniacs. Yeah, I like it. Can I? Can I? That's amazing. Uh, can I? Can I be the set designer? Like, um, we'll keep this shelf mostly empty, <laughs> but we'll put a potted plant here. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> an action figure here and we'll put $2,000 worth of editing equipment on the desk. Yeah, sounds like a great deal. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, do yeah. That. I'll do that shit for free. Dude, I'm nice. All right. <laughs> I was fired. Yes. <laughs> we definitely. I, I have to go back and watch Neon Maniacs. I haven't. I haven't watched it since we uh, we talked about it. <laughs> Come over. We'll have a screening. Yeah. You got a VHS? Of course I do. Oh, yeah, nice. Of I don't fuck around. <laughs> you kidding me? That's the only way to watch it. Yeah. Steven, I'm regretting saying this out loud because someone's gonna, someone like, you know, the internet's gonna be like the cat and cat's eye and steal our soul right here. But we should just <laughs> fucking make it like a, like a, uh, uh, speed movie and have the whole fucking thing happen on the train. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty brilliant. Neon Miniacs meets speed. Yeah. I'm sold. What's Sandra Bullock doing now? Nothing. She works down at, uh, the local subway. With who? <laughs> I don't one. think she's falling that far. Well, Jesus. No. <laughs> she's in that movie in space. Yeah. Truth yeah. this. I'm pretty sure it was her. <laughs> Jesus, <Yeah>. man. <laughs> I don't think since Under Siege 2. Oh, no. Van Damme did Derailed. That wasn't very good. That's a, there's a movie called Derailed? Yeah, Van Damme on the train. It's not wow, as good as Under Siege 2. I don't know. I don't even know if I've seen that. Is he riding two trains at the same time doing a split? <laughs> doing the split. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That's a good and his mother played by Anne Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, it's one worth. If you have the L Ray network, they always play it. But I, I would definitely, I, I would avoid that. One. <laughs> So let's get, let's get back on track a little bit. I love Whoa! the I love the de- <laughs> oh! waka, I love, waka waka waka. I love the derailments, but <laughs> uh, but I do want to know: Do you guys have any other plans? Uh, any other festivals coming up, or is or is that kind of like it'll be announced as as you know as the festivals come up? Keep your uh, train of thought. <laughs> Well, um, some monsters here dressed like William Forsythe at the fucking convention over there. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, invisible black, voice. Your fucking black short shorts and your tank top. Yeah, what are you wearing? That <laughs> <laughs> sounded sexy. That's <laughs> a propositioning. Him. What are you wearing, Dynamo? <laughs> Radiation. Wait, wait, what? what? Is, can you say the question again? I, got <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was just wondering if you guys have any, any other screenings uh, coming up other than the Bruce Campbell one. Yeah, so we have... Um, uh, God, I really want to... We have some like insane festivals we're playing at in the fall that I'll tell you guys off air. But okay, yeah. um, we, we do have another one um, called uh, Popcorn Rights in Miami. Oh, yeah, that's... Fairly recent, right? Maybe three or yeah. four years old. Yeah, they're uh, actually. I think it's like their second year. I'm. Um, oh, okay. I'm probably not going to be at that one. I'm definitely going to be at the Bruce Campbell one in Chicago. If you have any Chicago listeners, we're going to try to get Steve out for that. Um, and then Crampton should be there, and hopefully some of the a- other actors too cool. um, for the the Bruce one. And yeah, we there's it's going to be playing. At a, a bunch of festivals, though, in awesome. the fall, and then we're we're talking to some distributors right now, just trying yeah. to button up everything for a, a domestic release. But 
we you know we want to do like the VHS release and yes, make a cool <laughs> make a cool like DVD and Blu-ray with a bunch of special features and stuff. So, now, if it's uh, VHS, are you going with a slip case, uh, slip case cl- clamshell, or big box? <laughs> what are you guys hoping I, for? Steve is obsessed with the, the porno boxes, as he yes. calls them. <laughs> yes. Nice. Um, I I would like to do one of the slip cases, but Classic. you know. Well, we'll see. I, I, I was a slipcase guy all the way. I like it. It's nice and lean and, and compact. Steve yeah. was all about the, the gigantic porno box that, you know, <laughs> took up like three feet worth of shelf space. With the big old plastic tray in the middle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I spit on your grave and all the oh, wizards. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love those. Well, I guess, well, I, I believe I read a while back, um, about wizard video the whole reason why they did that was to take up as much space as possible so you have to notice the video to rent it but it kind of backfired when i was a kid i just never really liked renting the big box movies they always seem so weird like i don't (laughs) but now i'm obsessed as jackson says (laughs) (laughs) real quick too I, i remember like there was a draft of the script we wrote where steve would like describe any time there was a VHS tape in it as like, oh, it's a porno box VHS tape. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. <laughs> so you guys have some other screenings coming up at festivals, and you guys are, or, or sounds like you're working on distribution, so hopefully this will be in the hands of folks who aren't, you know, aren't able to attend any of the festivals or anything like that. Um, but once that happens, do you guys have anything? I mean, obviously, I'm sure if you are working on anything, it's it's super hush hush. But do you guys have something you know, kind of in uh, you know, in the works for for another project or or separate projects? Uh, well, Steve, do you, uh, there's there's a couple things Steve and I are both working on. Mm-hmm. I guess we can. I'll I'll talk about those, and then you know we can talk about our individual things. But uh, there's a. a project called the day after halloween that steve came up with a story for um that he would you know come on as a producer for that i would i'd uh, direct that and that's basically like uh it's like the dark half meets halloween too and sort of mm. examines what it would be like in a slasher movie if the you know like a michael myers or jason Voorhees actually stayed dead for the duration of the movie um which i i thought was a pretty awesome idea and um, then there's a sequel to Beyond the Gates called From Beyond the Gates, Ooh. which would um, basically it would have Chase kind of taking over uh, as the protagonist in it, playing the same character. And basically anyone who survived from the previous movie would be back in this one. And uh, it's it's got some like newer VCR board game mechanics and it's a little crazier and, you know, a little more in the vein of like an in the mouth of madness or one oh, of those nice. but awesome um i like, still think yeah. the name you should go with is uh beyond the valley of the gates <laughs> not, not a bad idea <laughs> um, uh, what about you steve um yeah pretty much what jackson said really excited about the day after halloween he he he, he kicked ass on a on a screenplay on it that yeah, it really, really blows my mind. I'm really excited for it. And um, uh, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm working on producing another doc, but I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say what it is yet. Yeah, so. that's fine. But um, yeah, just. Um, can, you, can you tell him what the subject of that is, or is that too. 
I'm not sure if uh, I can. Uh, yeah. Hopefully next time, you know, I hope we can come back on your show again and do like a movie review or something. Maybe hopefully sure by enough. then we'll have more, hopefully have more details and some other things and we can. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you guys, you will love it. As soon as I heard the idea for it, I was like, that's fucking genius. It's uh, something like genre fans will be really, really into. And it's nice. another co- total no brainer that no one's done yet. Awesome. Well, thank you. yes super excited for anything that you guys do and you know obviously steve steve's an i say old friend and but it's really just a couple you know goes back a couple years but it seems seems like a long time to uh you know that we've known you and i think just because we hit it off so well too and you know like we would totally be hanging out when we were kids if we were if we're in the same geographic location you know Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, and and obviously Jackson. I mean, you know, I, I feel like already, like, we're, you know, just just because you're so tight with Steve, and obviously, you know, uh, Jarrett. Like, I just I feel like it's all part of the big the big family, you know. So, oh yeah, no, you you guys are tribe. I, I like you guys already. <laughs> Thanks, man, <laughs> Jackson. Well, I love you for just the way you are. Oh, kisses. You guys want to be alone? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yeah, now this this is awesome. I, I I had total blast here. So as we start to wind things down here, is is there anything like you guys are super excited about? Like obviously you you have a lot of friends that you know that make films. Are there any films you're looking forward to, or or any projects that that are coming out that people should kind of keep an eye out for? Uh, you know, I mean, I think Joe's movie, The Mind's Eye, is yeah. definitely to check out if you're like if you're a scanners fan or a cronenberg fan i mean it's just it's it's an incredibly wet gory movie mm-hmm. and i mm. think i, I feel so like, wet yeah, so gory insanely wet um that that's one i'm trying to think if there's any other recent stuff uh that some some homies of ours have done that uh has been on my radar i'm you know honestly i'm having a kind of a hard time thinking of yeah, yeah. but I'm, i don't know what about you steve i'm oh, i second mind's eye like i said earlier um i'm looking forward to seeing carnage park I'm oh looking, yeah absolutely yeah. and psychopaths oh, i'm very okay. excited about that one uh, oh shit you know what else actually i just remembered is um this movie called apple cart that has uh Bria and Barbara in it. Uh, Don Coscarelli is producing it, and mm-hmm. uh, it's supposed to. It sounds awesome. I'm, mm. I'm supposed to see some of it on Friday, but I'm definitely uh, looking forward to checking that out. Was AJ in that one as well? Uh, yes, he's playing. I think he's like a, a Bria's husband or yeah. something. I, I'm not. I'm not totally sure. I, I don't know. Like, a, I, I'm actually. I don't even know if I'm supposed to say that, but. Fuck it, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 he's in it, and I, I think Chase has a role also, and you know, it should it should be cool. Yeah, and also Travis Stevens' new film he's making right now called Mohawk sounds pretty insane. Oh yeah, with with Ted with, uh, with Ted Gagan, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I am really, really excited. I talked to him for a few minutes on the phone the other night, and he was just telling me some things, and I'll just my. I'm really excited for him. Everything he does, I'm just like I'm, you know, I'm just a huge fan of his. I'm so excited for that one. And Have you guys seen uh, the Karate Kill trailer? Which one? Uh, Karate Kill? 
No. No, I haven't even heard of that. Yeah, it's our, our boy, oh, yeah. uh, Karando Mitsutake. He did um, Gunwoman, and uh, his trailer for Karate Kill looks incredible. Yeah, really. Oh, that sounds awesome. It just got picked up for a festival, actually. Uh, which, which one's it playing at? Ah, damn it. I, let me see. Yeah, he just. I, I saw he just made an announcement too. I can't remember yeah. which one it was, but yeah, that one's one that we're really looking forward to. And we've made some some pretty amazing friends from doing this. And we did have uh, Ted Gagan on the show uh, a couple months ago to talk about we are still here. And um, you know, Ted is such a cool guy, and really looking forward to checking out Mohawk. And I know that uh, for all the we're fans of wrestling, so for all the wrestling fans out there, it's going to have uh, WWE's Luke Harper is going to be in in that film. <laughs> <laughs> all right um Which, if i if i can interject here karate kill will be making its world premiere at the buke i apologize if i say it wrong the bukeon international fantastic film festival in korea oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i know that one i think it's uh i think it might be bichon Bichon. Let's, oh, let's like, not get like, into pronunciation. Uh, we, we know we're not the best here yeah. on that. Like Luna Bichon. <laughs> Luna Bichon. Bichon. <laughs> Luke Bichon. <laughs> or Mad Dog Bichon. <laughs> yeah. um, Bichon Frise. You know, well, there, there was another one, too, I just thought of. Uh, our buddy Trent Haga, who hey. wrote Cheap Thrills, he has the movie that he just directed called 68 Kill that sounds really cool. Um, I really, really want to check that out. Um, Trent's a, just an awesome guy and a super good writer. And I think, I'm pretty sure Travis produced that also. Yeah, I think he did. Oh, don't forget the, the big one in September. Hard uh, Target 2 with Scott Atkins. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm psyched. I'm Hard Target serious. 2. Yep. Harder I, target. And I believe again the Undisputed Three this year too. So it's like the year of Scott Atkins and Donnie Yen because we had like It Man Three and he's in the new Star Wars. So that's, it's that's fucking. Right. I am psyched, oh, dude. dude. You know what else? I just. I mean, this is like total like mainstream, and I'm probably gonna like lose all my credit that I, I built up with you guys. But I, I really <laughs> want to see that Suicide Squad movie. Oh, I do too. Yeah. No, we're I, we're big we're big comic book nerds. So I think. Most of us are looking forward to it. I don't know. No, I said most of us. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say all of us. Um, I want yeah. to be. I uh, and then Steve and I are the only two people on the planet that enjoyed Batman versus Superman. So oh, I liked it too. To... Oh wow! I enjoyed it. <laughs> nice. Uh, I liked it. Good. Yeah. You're all right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing friends. <laughs> well, you, you are radioactive. It's true. Yeah. Not because of Batman versus Superman, because he's got Raven Shadows, all right. <laughs> I still love Dynamo. You're like, Thank you. So it's damn gamma rays, man. It's true. <laughs> so we, we've taken up about an hour of you guys' time. So, uh, I, I want to go ahead and, and thank you guys so much, man. Like, I'm super, super excited for this flick. I cannot wait to check out Beyond the Gates. And if it is playing anywhere near any of the listeners out there, whether it's a festival or whatever, definitely get out and see this one because it sounds like a, a, a ton of fun. And, you know, Steven and Jackson are both very passionate about this product, this project, and it sounds like it's going to be phenomenal. So if you guys would just go ahead, you know, feel free to use this plug whatever you want to do social media you know friends projects anything you want just plug whatever you want to and then um you know 
then that way folks can follow you on social media or whatever? Um, Steve, what's our, our Twitter handle for Beyond the Gates? Uh, it is. I'll tell you one second. Let me pull it up just so I can get it right. I mean, we are. Oh wait, wait, wait. I know. It's it's beyond the gates underscore. So just one word and then an underscore at the end. It's at beyond the gates underscore. Um, I love your Twitter too because you just post all this amazing VHS like art uh, ads that you guys find and everything. It's one of the more entertaining Twitters that I follow. Well, thank you very much. We have a love for VHS and. Like, we actually shot this film at an actual video store, one of the last video stores. So It was at Eddie Brandt's, right? Yeah. yeah. You know what What was hilarious, too? This is, I, I, it's funny you mentioned that. I was actually just in there today. Um, and I, I was picking up a DVD there. But they, uh, the guys there were like, oh, Stuart Gordon. I mean, uh, this, this is going to sound incredibly name-dropping, but I don't. Whatever, I already started. <laughs> uh, but they were like, "Oh, Stuart Gordon came in and he said like he saw the this movie in the, the uh, you know at the LA Film Festival and that at the store was in it and they were both like they were the it's this guy Tony who works there and um, I can't remember the the lady's name but she was the, the wife of the guy who uh, started the store but they were they were like super psyched we shot there which. Um, was really nice, and I urge you to go to Eddie Brandt's Saturday matinee if you live anywhere in the North Hollywood or Los Angeles area. It has like just such an insane selection of movies that you can't find in anywhere, um, including stuff that's like never come out in any home video format. Uh, there, they have like this whole back catalog of stuff that's you know that they get directly from studios. That's really incredible, and. Um, I'm just a, a huge proponent of them. Mm. But, I, I mean, apart from that, I mean, I just would ask people to check out the movie when it comes out, uh, hopefully toward the end of this year or the beginning of next year. Yeah, we're we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Beyond the Gates is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. And, yeah, if you just love VHS and want to, you know, support video stores and everything, yeah, just please, you know, yeah, please follow us and, you know, what about your personal accounts? Uh, yeah, go. You could do yours first, Jackson. Uh, I'm at Boss Jacko, J A C K O, and Steve is at X Neck X. Still one of my favorite Twitter handles ever. <laughs> <laughs> I still do not understand his. <laughs> uh, well, the, the the origin is the back of Forrest Whitaker's neck, right? Yeah, from outside the sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, a million years ago, like everyone was calling into podcasts with cool names. <laughs> I, love, a, I love Bernie Mac and Don't Be a Menace to South Central, so I kind of lifted that line. <laughs> and, then, and then it just stuck way too good, and so I was like, "All right, I got to start editing it down to neck because I yeah. did too long." And, think, but every time OT, Bill, from, Bill, Bill OTC, he always manages to say the whole thing. He just yeah. never, he's hilarious. I think well, we need, I for think what we, it's worth, you got out of the Bill from OTC nickname lottery. Like yeah. you, you won it because uh, me and Wolfie did not. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think between uh, between Jackson, Stephen, and Jarrett, 
I think you guys need to have a triple threat Twitter handle match because oh. you all have amazing Twitter handles. Uh, Jarrett is Jaja Blinks. Oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Jackson when we met you. Were, I was like, oh, Jackson. Like we introduced yourself, and then and uh, you said, oh, at Jaja Blinks, and I was just like, at Boss Jack. Because <laughs> everyone just uses their names, and I'm glad that yeah. someone else decided to get a little creative. I love with Jar Jar Blinks. That's a riot. I, I remember seeing that. I, I would just see his name pop up on Joe Bigos's Instagram constantly, and yeah. I was like, who is this dude? And I was like, this guy's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I love you. I uh, love you, too, pal. Oh, shucks. It's a big love fest on this show. <laughs> a lot of man love. Jeez. All right. So, Jackson. Somebody, somebody get the wet naps. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson and Steven, thank you guys so much, man. We, we love you guys. And uh, hopefully we get a chance to, to hang out at some point, whether you guys are out here or whether we come out there. But uh, it would be, be fucking awesome to hang with you guys. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah, any any time, man. I'm hoping we will have like uh, an East Coast screening. We can. Yes, you know, that'd be, that'd that'd be, be awesome. awesome. Let me know. I'll come down. Yeah, we it would it would be uh, where we have it at so like a few places. So you know cool. we're crossing our fingers, but uh, yeah, it'd be awesome to meet you guys in the flesh. So yeah, yeah for sure. So same here. It, and I say it every time, Stephen. As soon as I get, uh, you know, as soon as I'm officially on the mend. I'm going. Out, I'm. I'm coming out there. I'm kidnapping you, and we're going to Reseda and watching some wrestling in the world's <laughs> hottest building. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm waiting. Yeah. To go do that. What do you think about this WWE split? Uh, I don't know. I, I think that uh, I, I just like it when people have work. You know what I mean? So it, they'll they'll have to get rid of. They'll have to lay less people off just because they're paying them for sitting around. So that's that's one thing, but. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know that the, uh, you know, the quality of the 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 product will be any different. So I'm telling you, talk about El Rey if you haven't yet. Watch fucking Lucha Underground. You'd be all. You're gonna be all over it, man. Yeah, I got. I got. I love El Rey's my favorite network, and but I still have yet to watch. Um, I still have yet to watch that. My wife, yeah. lo- my wife and I watch like SmackDown and Raw and yeah, yeah. T. And I know. I I know. I have to get into the other stuff. Yeah. That shit already is just like hours. Yeah, I know. It is, it, that's that's kind of why I'm like so like more than any other like thing I'm into. Like I'm most picky about that. You know what I mean? Because there's so much yeah. like good of like if you need any more incentive, Jakey from the Cult of Muscle texted me El Goro and Wolfie the other day, and we knew he was watching it, and he just said. Guys, nunchuck match. <laughs> I think you, you sold. It's in Reseda and it's underground wrestling. Well, well, that's a different thing. I can't even. I'm not allowed to talk about that on the show anymore because I won't shut up. But um, that's a different thing. But if you look up Reseda in wrestling, you, it'll treat you okay. Right, gonna do it. And I, I guess I have one recommendation for you, Stephen. I'm not. I know. You, I knew you're a big fan of metal. Uh, I'll tell you about my favorite album right now because I wanted to talk about it on the show anyway. So I figured I'll, I'll mention it here. But uh, there's the new Gojira album. Are, are you familiar with Gojira? I haven't heard them in a while. I didn't realize they had a. No, I, I mean I haven't heard them in years. To be honest, it's been like really long time. Yeah, their new album just dropped. Uh, I think it was just a couple days ago. Actually, I think it was the 17th. So just came out it's called magma it's it's really fucking good it's probably one of the best metal albums i've heard in a in a long time so huh okay i'll definitely check that out yeah. i need i need something new to listen to yeah definitely man I'll, 
Awesome. Well, thank you for the recommend. <laughs> you got it, man. <laughs> looking for metal recommends, please. So we did get in some wrestling and metal. So this is complete now. <laughs> we always got to talk about that with Steven. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, before we like take up the rest of your night, I think we better take this opportunity to, to say goodbye or we'll just keep you guys for the rest of the night. So uh, thank you guys so much. Everyone out there, go check out Beyond the Gates when it is available and in your area. And uh, Steven Scarlatta, Jackson Stewart, you guys are the fucking best. Thank you so much. And uh, uh, thank you very much. Cannot wait to check out this movie. Yep. Yeah, well, well, we'll sneak it over to you guys when, when we come back on <laughs> this time. All right. Sounds great. <laughs> awesome. All right. Steven, take care, buddy. Jackson, it was awesome hanging out with you, man. All right. Thank you guys so much. Bye, thank you. Guys. Thank you. All right. Take care, guys. Hey, you matzo heads, this is Larry Fine, and you're listening to Trick or Treat Radio. Hello, Johnny. Fucking love those guys. Yeah, they were great, man. Love Steven, obviously. Yep. He's, he's our he's our dude from, from a while back, but Jackson is is a fucking great dude, too, man. Yeah, yeah, no shit, right? I mean, I'm so I, excited for I, that I can't, movie. I, yeah, yeah, I'm totally jacked for this. I cannot wait. I, 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 I didn't ask, but I, I'm, I'm sure it's pretty obvious that the name of the movie, Beyond the Gates, is definitely an homage to the Beyond and the Gate. Yeah. Plus yeah, it just I was thinking make, of that. Yeah. Plus it just makes perfect sense in in you know for the title of the movie. So. Right, right. Love when that shit happens. Yeah. Well, they they're going old. They're, you know, they're going old school and they are they are fulchiholics, so it it stands to reason. Yeah. You know, I I I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Any homage to uh to Fulci, you know, I'm I'm ready to sink my teeth into, man. Hell yeah. All right. So we are going to get to some feedback. Feedback. 
feedback. Feedback. Tea bag. Ease the feedback. <laughs> so let me go ahead and pull up what we have here. I think we have some old ones from Nick still that we got to catch up on. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, I love how while we're having an interview, Patsy's just sending people links to other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's making people revolt. Yeah, and then, and then, and then, def- and then defending the science of three-headed shock attack. No, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I did love all the video store chat going on. Yeah, I know. It's cool, man. Like, it's... Uh, it's it's very near and dear to all of our hearts. I think. I mean, I know, I know for a fact, most of us. If I, well, I, I guess all of us grew up basically grew up in video stores. You know, like I remember I rented a VCR in, in like first grade because you know at the time they were so expensive and uh, ended up renting one and, and getting a bunch of flicks and taking it home for the weekend mm. to fucking change my life. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I remember. I remember my parents when they bought their first vcr it was like a toshiba and it, the, the thing was like fucking enormous I, I, remember, I remember the too. yeah it, it set them back five bills i remember they paid five bills for that thing i'll tell the story before my uh, my dad uh borrowed a vcr from a buddy at work and he brought it over the house and the movie he picked uh in in my dad's opinion was a comedy and it was uh one flew over the cuckoo's nest and I think I was seven. So, yeah. Thanks, Deb. I grew up in a video store, too, pretty much. Um, yeah. Gee, best. really? I, mean, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> I never and now guessed. he lives in one. Yeah, hold on. I'm going to post a picture uh, on the chat room of Blinkbuster Video, which my wife coined. <laughs> Blinkbuster Video. Jesus. Uh, and that's my basement, oh, and shit. I pretty much <laughs> devoted my life to recreating a video store. That's amazing. Man, that's your fucking my, basement? Why yeah. is it my last name Blinkhorn? Jesus. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe you can be adopted by uh, Tony Blinkhorn. Yeah. Get the I, fuck out of here. You guys got the same nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe if you guys are, maybe if you beat him in the nip-off, you can uh, be adopted. Just get yeah. the fuck out of here. What? That's What's wrong fucking, with that? Can I, come in, can I come in and rent movies? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually going to start up memberships. Uh, I was actually talking to Jackson about that. I was like, oh, dude, you want to sign up for a membership? I'm gonna I, just, no, let, me, let me ask you something now. now you could do like a Netflix VC- and send them out. With all these VHSs that you collect, do you collect any... I can't really tell. Can you? Do you collect any uh, Laserdiscs? Uh, I have a few. Yeah, uh, I have a few for, left over from when I was a uh, when my dad got really into uh, laser discs, and then after that, uh, if I come across them, I'll grab them. But I don't avidly search for them. Yeah, I mean, so I, if I come here, across something back that's here, really you got nice. the legendary porno boxes nice. up here on display. I just want to walk. And then that around. goes A, B, C, and then the other shells finish the alphabet. Oh, these shit. shells are both two sided. I see the gate. Yep, they're in the alphabetical gate too. order too. Yeah, I I, I spent all Saturday night alphabetizing all of them because I just got oh, those shelves yeah, from beyond. There's, there's uh, if you scan up. Oh, th- thank you for you know we need the laser pointer. Yeah, right down there, the faces, <laughs> faces of death. Of death too. Yeah. Oh, there's all the other Frightmare. faces of death. Uh, oh, oh, you can't see them. Village of the Damned. But I'm I'm trying to post another picture of zombie right another there. View of I've it. been to the store before. <laughs> Godzilla versus Mothra. Man, bring, going to a video store like this brings back memories. Oh, Ghoulies. Ghoulies. Ghost Town. Ghost Town is a good flick. Holy Look at this. shit. Yeah, here comes a, Henry. another view of it. We met Wolfie in a video store. Yeah, that's how I met the Deadites. So there's another one that just popped up, and that's kind of a 
alternate view of the other side so you can see the T's through Z's. Oh, I love the Maniac poster. Yeah, that's right. Where? Let me see. Where is it? Oh, shit. Oh, nice. Look at that Friday 13th. Below that, oh. there's a... Is that the uh, final chapter? No, that's a uh, video collection. store promo. Oh, damn. At the bottom, it has all the VHS for sale for like $20. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Nice. Nice. See, Misery, Monkey Shine, Monster oh. Squad, Naked Lunch. Naked Lunch. I had to... It's cables. That's all horror, but oh, I, I consider. I Out consider of Africa, a bunch of horror Tremors, movie. Traces of Death. I love Tremors, and the Traces of Death series is fucking. Oh, incredible. Troll! I've always been a little bit lukewarm on Tremors. Like I don't dislike it. But, troll Two is right uh, next to that. As a matter of fact, uh, it was just released that um, they're doing another. Uh, I think it's like a TV movie of Tremors, and Kevin Bacon's going to be in it. I thought it was a TV show. Or it's a TV show. TV show or yeah, it's a is it a TV show? Yeah. Because they already did. Well, they already tried the, the Tremors TV series, and it kind of shit the bed. USA or sci-fi, right? Tr- Tremors, the telenovela. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think it was uh, I think it was sci-fi. I don't remember. Videodrome. Nice. Tales from the Crypt. Nice. Tales from the Qu- Quad Dead Zone. Yep. Oh yes, Chester Turner. You better yes. not. You better not rent that one out. No, no that's the Masker video release. That's, that's not the oh, seven hundred dollar okay. tape. Okay, <laughs> the Novell Chester Turner release. Man, that's yeah. a classic. I right thought. There. Okay, I thought it was the uh, the one. No, that's not the one. Okay, no. uh, it's still pretty cool though. Spoiler alert, I will not be watching the Monster Squad TV show. Oh, nice. Death right. Spa. I, mean, I think I accidentally posted it. Holy shit, imagine if there's a Monster Squad TV show. I'm surprised there's another one? Jesus, Jesus Christ, Nacross. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm just amazing. really obsessed with those new racks that I just got. Yeah, they're pretty amazing. I'm before that, they just started stacking up on the ground, and that was really bothering me. And the uh, local video store is closing down, so I raided their racks. Oh. I need to uh, come over and watch VHS in my basement. Tons of it. Yeah, no, it's it's true. But I'm I'm. If any listeners live in this area, like I am, like. Losing my mind, I, I'm looking for uh, shelving for my DVD and VHS collection because it was all nice in a certain place. Like the 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 way the basement is built, it has like a a ledge around the the you know the the outline of the house, you know. But then I had to put my new oil tank back there, so like uh, now it looks like my media room was in another room. And there was an explosion in my media room, right. like spilled out into that room. All right, stupid oil tank. <laughs> wow. All right, so yeah, we... whatever, dude. <laughs> whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh... Man, can we just blow up that whole other end of the table? Hey, what did I do? I, I don't know. I don't like the way you're looking three minutes ago in the chat. <laughs> you were looking. <laughs> what? What the hell? <laughs> We were on the same page tonight. It's true. Stab him, and then we'll be good. <laughs> All right. Monster Zero? Yeah. All right. I'll shove him in the shower. <laughs> uh, everyone is marveling. Are you in the chat room there, Jarrett? You see everyone's marveling. I'm and, uh... looking for more pictures to post because oh. I got some awesome shit. All right. All right. Don't, get too, <laughs> don't get too full of yourself. Dude. I'm sorry. I just, I'm just, obsessed. We are impressed with it. This is what? like my favorite thing ever. One more picture, get full of me. Uh, Ooh. Ooh, hey now. Jeremy like McFarlane asks, Jarrett, do you have the willies? I do not. <laughs> no, but Dynamo does. <laughs> <laughs> I know the willies, but I'm a little scared. 
Dr. Butcher, MD. First time Michael happened to notice That's that. That's right, oh, baby. Great flick. That's right. a Paragon video release, right? Uh, that one is, I believe. That's the, the big box one. Uh, oh, the Paragon, I think, is, is the Parag- slipcase. Yeah, Paragon is a slipcase. I think Thriller Video was the one who did. Or Midnight. Oh, midnight. Midnight. All right. Did we- anyone else uh, have a video store that rented it out? Like, you got the box? What, the actual oh, oh, and, oh, instead of the videotape? And I don't, a, think, in, in I don't some... think any of them did. Yeah, one, one of the two we went to. Uh, oh, you know what? Back in the day, they used to, because they had the hard plastic right, yeah. case that went over, and you had to squeeze at the bottom and let... Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit, my phone's that's fucking up. Would... I'm posting like 18 pictures oh at once. Oh, my God, what? look at this guy. <laughs> what the hell? Re- my bad. Remember, uh... It's just one picture. That's uh, the fly on 16 millimeter well, that I have in the basement. you can't have enough Jeff Goldblum, so it's, you know, it's perfectly all right. Nice. Don't say his name. You might call again. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, there's nothing wrong okay with that. that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. All right, let's take a real quick uh, uh, voicemail here. This is uh, we're going back in the archives here. This is from two months ago from Nick. Nick, yeah, <laughs> we had so many of them. So let me go ahead and uh, I have no idea the content of this. I just know it's from Nick. So let's take a listen. Hey guys, Nick here. Oh, <laughs> with a movie review. <laughs> I don't think that's the Nick Casablanca. Yeah. I had never seen this before, so I thought I'd check it out because uh, Raven Shadow speaks so highly of it. Yes. What is Casablanca? Is that a place? I've never heard of it before this movie. Anyway, I give it a C minus just for Raven Shadow, but I think it deserves a shit sandwich. I'm just not that into black and white movies. <laughs> I'm going to go see if I can find a colorized version. Anyway, Nick here. Have a good one. That was Nick. <laughs> uh, I don't think that was Nick. Oh, man. I don't know why it keeps posting. Yeah, I don't. My bad. <laughs> my phone is just like, it sends it once, and that's like, oh, we're sending it 18 more times. You know what you're uh, uh, post- I'm, I'm going to close the, out of this. I was going to say, po- uh, post them up on the on the Trick or Treat Radio group. I'm sure people would love to see them on, on there. That's all right. Yeah. I want to see them. <laughs> I want to see them. All right. <laughs> I want to save it to my phone. So that definitely was not Nick, but... Uh, <laughs> Who thank, was it? Thank you to the Nick impersonator. Oh. Hey, guys. I don't know who it was because I don't recognize the number, but someone just texted me 22 dick pics. <laughs> I know who it was. That was probably me. <laughs> so here's another one. I think this is from the actual Nick. It says, uh, uh, Batman 5 Superman, Dawn of Boring review. It was a month ago, though, so I don't know uh, if it's like a redux or whatever. But uh, All right, here we go. Okay, real quick, I'll do another... Um... <clears throat> Batman re Superman Dawn of Boringness. Okay, ready? C minus. I cannot wait for Affleck's Batman. It's gonna blow Snyder's out of the water. Thanks, guys. Thanks for playing all the my Batman reviews. I don't think I'll do a Superman one. I, it's just gonna be a lot of. Once I start watching the movies, it's just gonna be a lot of F's. So I'm not even gonna call those ones. And I'll I'll start calling. 
Just regular movie reviews, or not everything, just stuff I really find interesting and stuff you guys might want to check out. So, again, thank you very much for keep playing these um, Batman reviews, and um, I love you. Bye. All right, and to follow that up, Nick ranks all the Batman films. He, he gives a ranking, so let's see where they all rank. What do you think is going to be number one, Raven Shadow? Uh, I, th- I think he's gonna do rises as number one. All right, let's check it out then. Hey guys, Nick here. My final, final thing on the Batman retrospective. I'm gonna rank the Batman's from best to worst. Um, all the nine movies. So here we go. Number one, The Dark Knight Rises. Number two, Batman 1989. Number three, Batman Returns. Right, Number right. four. Batman Begins, number five, The Dark Knight, number six, Batman 1966, number seven, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, number eight, Batman Forever, and number nine, Batman and Robin. Eight and nine are kind of a tie at an F, but um, I thought I might as well just go in chronological order. So yeah, that's my Batman ranking films. Um, and I can't wait for Ben Affleck to make a Batman film, because I'm really looking forward to that. Sucks that uh, Snyder's doing Justice League, but what are you going to do? Thanks, guys. Bye. So I guess that leads us into, well, first of all, thank you, Nick. It was uh, it took a while to get through the Batman reviews, but uh, I think it's pretty awesome that you did them all, and uh, also gave us a ranking. You're right, Raven Shadow. Rise is number one. See? I mean, I was into those reviews. Not my yeah, favorite, yeah. but I knew Nick would pick that. It's not the Batman film for you. No. None of them are the Batman film. <laughs> no, none of them are the Batman film for you. But uh, let's just real quick conversation about... Uh, there was a lot of stuff that recently came out in the last couple of days about Justice League. And they released the logo. They had... this is It's crazy. They had people on set, like, you know, from uh, media outlets on set. Like, this is a, like a year and a half before the film's going to come out. And that's probably the earliest that uh, that an embargo has been lifted for talking about a film. So it's pretty crazy. You can tell they're definitely trying to get the word out and get it out that they're doing something different than than you know Batman versus Superman. So I don't I don't know Raven Shadow if you got a chance to see any of that stuff or hear about it. Yeah, I saw the logo. I saw there was uh, he even showed like a clip um, somewhere uh, Snyder did of a scene of Bruce Wayne showing up at. Uh, Barry Allen's apartment um, but even admitted that it wasn't even a final cut like it had to have been super super rough because I think what I read they were like 31 days into the shoot yeah it, they didn't release the clip but they showed it to these media outlets so they oh, got yeah. to see it and they're reporting what they saw yeah so it read like the, the scene I mean I don't know do you think some of this is is early damage control no I, I, I definitely think it is yeah um, well, I, th- I think it's not early. I, I think it's late damage. Control. Yeah, I, yeah. I yeah. think it's damage control on the fucking weird movie that they put out. The like weird one hundred million dollar art film that they put out, where the guy from the Social Network bleeds on a rubber mannequin to make the main villain. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> it does happen. <laughs> So it, I'm it, sorry, it, that movie was bad. Well, here's the thing. I think, it, given the assignment, he they had to 
jumpstart the DCU in one movie. How I don't think it was it was perfect. He tried. There was an Aquaman clip. <laughs> Cyborg was there. <laughs> well, I, and I think they understand what. I think Zack Snyder was like, I'm going to do it my way. And I think that the higher-ups were like, you know what? I, we need to go a different route with this. And that's why Jeff Johns is, has been bought, brought on board. He's essentially the, the head of, of DC Films now, which is pretty cool because he's a, he's, he's a comic book fan. He's one of the better writers that they've had over the last few years. you know. And uh, if anyone knows what's going on over there at, at DC, it's him, right? Yes. But I think even he's stretched thin, too. Oh, of course he is, yeah. But I think he's, he's probably going to be moving away from doing actual comic book writing and, and working on that. That'd be fair. Yeah, so. I feel like he's, uh, is he writing, I don't think he's even writing any Green Lanterns anymore. I feel like he's only writing Justice League, or was until Yeah, and I think, this, I, think I read that this is his swan song, essentially, that it, it's the end for him for, for writing, so. At least uh, for the comic books, for the for the foreseeable future, while he focuses on the uh, cinematic stuff. So, you know, we, I guess we'll find out. But uh, it seems like they're definitely trying to to let people know that they're going to be different. I always think it was dangerous to give one guy the keys to the kingdom. You know what I mean? I, we may have talked about this, but like at least, and this isn't a Marvel versus DC battle. But my only comparison is. You know, each one of those films had their own director leading into something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it's just a lot. It's a lot on Snyder. It's a lot to, to have a one person. Because, you know, if, 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 you know, if maybe Hulk didn't, did, was probably the least performing of the wave one of the Marvel flicks, mm-hmm. it didn't matter because then you had uh, Thor or then you had Captain America. Without the same, didn't matter if fucking who Shakespeare fucking if if Kenneth Branagh made a shitty Thor movie, there was something else you know in the wings that you didn't have to think about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now it's all Snyder, Snyder, Snyder. So, you know. Oh shit! I I missed Nick's Dark Knight Rises review. Fuck. <laughs> Let me go ahead and play that, and then we'll put a. Well, I think he liked it. Well, I, uh, yeah, but I want <laughs> I want to play it. Spoiler alert! Yeah, spoiler alert! I think I think we uh, spoiled that for you guys, but uh, this is gonna. F- Finish up the uh, the Batman reviews from Nick. Guys, it's Nick. I'm going to give my final um, Batman review for my Batman retrospective. And I uh, just want to say I appreciate you guys playing this because I, I want to try to get them in all in before um, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Boringness. But um, <laughs> I couldn't. So thanks for keeping playing them. Um, yeah, so uh, right off the bat, I'm going to give the grade. I graded this the highest out of any Batman film I've ever watched. And, um, well, you know, theory-based, theater-based, you know what I mean. Actual movies, not the cartoon movies. Um, I give this one an A-. minus. Oh, I know, I know, start going nuts, breaking chairs, WWE. Um, no, I, I really like this one. Um, I, I guess I like this one the best out of all of them. And um, it's it's very good. I um, I enjoy the villain. I'm I mean I'm a big Tom Hardy mark as it is, but um, I Good thought he did great. Um, I I liked his Bane. I liked how he like I didn't know much about Bane before I saw this movie. I mean I I didn't even remember that terrible one with 
which was the plant monster thing because I hadn't seen it until the recent review I did. And man, is he cool! Like he just comes in as a oh, as a controlling terrorist, and he just takes <laughs> over the city. Um, the one gripe I have is when when um, Batman Bruce Wayne is in the prison, the Razagul kind of prison. It's like, well, how long is he really there? And then he just shows up, like he's walking on. So he find, he climbs out after he brought, his back's been fixed by a blind guy and some other old guy, and and then he, he climbs up the thing, and then he starts walking on rocks towards I don't know Istanbul. I don't know where the hell that is. And then he's in. Then next shot, he's in. The next couple shots, he's in. Um, not Metropolis. Gotham. That's stupid Snyder's world. Um, Gotham City. Gotham, and uh, I don't get it. But hey, whatever. I love the fighting. I love the hand-to-hand fighting. I love when they're fighting on Wall Street, like in the streets. Batman's like punching people. Um, yeah, I, I really like this movie. So, like I said, A minus for me. And um, I don't know. It's it's probably Nolan's best film, in my opinion. Don't tell Joe. I know he loves Insidious. Oh. Not Insidious. Jesus fucking Christ! I'm fucking this up. Um, Inception, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's an A minus for me. I really it enjoyed it. I will post a list on my letterbox and Facebook. We'll rank them all in a few minutes. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right, there you have it. No surprise because we we spoiled it. But uh, Nick's number one Batman film, Dark Knight Rises. You're about to witness the strength of street knowledge. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, it's my joint right there. You actually sound like Bane uh, on Skype. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know how they turned me from a Brazilian criminal to sound like Sean Connery. No, Mr. Bond, we expected yeah. to die. <laughs> I'm sorry, Batman. I'm much smaller than you, but I'm going to lift you over my head and break your back. <laughs> That movie sucks. The All end right. of it is like a cosplay riot. <laughs> a cosplay riot? Yes, with people in bad costumes oh. fighting outside in the streets. <laughs> that movie sucks. <laughs> All right, let me go ahead and play some more voicemails. We got one from our boy, First Time Mike. Let's hear from him. What's up, Trick or Treat Radio family? This is First Time Mike. Hello, everyone. Hey, Jared, how you doing? What's up, baby? Hope there's some Jack Daniels left. Not anymore. Uh, Dynamo, hope you're doing well with all the stuff you got going on. Uh, you're, in the, you're in the prayers, man. And uh, Raven Chow, hope all is going with you. You. Uh, you had some stuff last week, and hope everything settled down. Thank you, brother. Uh, just was going to start today with my a little discussion about my theories of neon maniacs oh, and how oh. it's a uh, dimensional crossover that is why it's under the Golden Gate Bridge and something like uh, Cenobitic level of uh, transformation beyond time and space. But I did not have time to talk to the scientific advisor of Trick or Treat Radio, Patsy the Angry Nerd. So I will not be able to go on to my discussion of the hows and whys of Neon Maniacs and how it can make sense. Uh, I just got a quick question for you guys. Uh, on Shudder this week, uh, stumbled onto the, uh, the excellent movie Black Sunday, the Mario Bava favorite. Nice. Uh, 
with all the color and gore and white red, what is your guys' favorite black and white uh, horror or science fiction movie? Uh, and just curious as why, because mm-hmm. even with the bright colors, sometimes those black and white ones have just have the power to to make even the average day really creepy and. There's been some really good uh, black and white movies. So, what's your favorite black and white horror sci-fi movie? As always, everyone have a great night and have a good one, folks. Bye. See you, bud. Awesome. Thank you, Jeez, first time, Mike. Man, that's a good question. That's very. He's dro- dropping the questions, man. Jeez, yeah, that's a tough I love one. It. I-, I love the Neon Maniacs uh, mentioned though. Yeah. And but that's not in black and white. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but I love that he brought it up. And I love Frankenstein, that. baby. Yeah, oh, it's. Yeah. I'm trying to think of more potentially contemporary ones, but I'm having trouble. Anyone else have a need to throw in? Sci-fi, horror, um, black it, and white. It, it might seem weird because I'm, I'm not really a big fan of 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 the character, um, but I remember really like being very very young, like three or four, watching Creature Double Feature and. Saturday morning, my mom and like even the Godzillas would come on, and being very young, I don't know why that was that sticks out for me of being I don't know maybe just that's I have, do have a memory of, of seeing Godzilla for the first time in black and white. I had a a giant Godzilla toy that I'd gotten in the previous Christmas, but uh, for some reason that stands out to like um, like covering my my face. Mm. I was young, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't like yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, there's so many that I can just rattle off in my head. You know, I, you know, Nosferatu, yeah. M, I can rattle freaks. off my head, but I read them off my phone. Uh, <laughs> I'm not reading them off my phone. Oh, yeah, shit, you're three minutes behind, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you should be sorry. Uh, Nosferatu, M, uh, uh, Bride of Frankenstein, Cat People, I Walked with a Zombie, Night of the Living Dead. Racerhead. Erase ahead, naturally erase ahead. That one's my favorite. You know, uh, just all fantastic flicks. Um, it, it's kind of it's. I'm trying to think of ones that aren't. Ob- Doctor Caligari. I'm trying to think of ones that aren't obvious. I mean, obviously, Night of the Living Dead is probably the one that comes to mind first. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. But I'm trying to think of like I'm just I actually am looking through a list right now because I'm forgetting. But <laughs> but Pi, I think uh, w- would probably be a decent one. Pi's awesome. Uh, let's see. Dead Man, which I really like. Jim Jarmusch. Mm-hmm. Psycho. Duh. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah, of course. Jesus. Didn't even think of that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a Fuck. Thing. How can we forget you that? You know what's a great uh, contemporary horror movie that I never hear anybody talk about, and we've uh, done probably more of his movies on the show than anyone else, is uh, Rooms for Taurus. Mm. I highly recommend it. Which I, I still haven't seen. Or Eyes Without a Face. Another great Eyes Without That's a good one. Face. Young Frankenstein. Classic. Yep. Can we do do this See, over for, again? <laughs> for me, I'm going to throw out Repulsion. I was just going to uh, mention fucking Repulsion. Repulsion. I got a 16-millimeter print of that. Flick. It's gorgeous. Oh, nice. Movie night at my house, dude. You guys got to come over to Blinkbuster Video. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Is it late fees? <laughs> for you, yep. <laughs> I don't trust you. You'll rent a movie and never watch it. <laughs> yeah, but that's actually good for you. You'll get money. That's and, true. Oh, and hey, he won't be putting wear and tear. Build a second uh, wing. Yeah. Metropolis. <laughs> Metropolis. Yeah, yeah. M. Yeah, I mentioned that. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, a couple in the chat room. The only movie never to be remade. M. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a M tattoo. 
Really? It's, yeah. It's where is it? I thought that was for my oh. for my name. It's uh, it's it's my wife's initial on my oh. ring finger, but I wanted an M that looked cool, and I totally got the mark of a rapist on my finger <laughs> 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 to right. symbolize my love for my wife. <laughs> edit this out. Some of the uh, some of the ones mentioned in the chat room. Uh, Patsy says Todd Browning's Freaks for, yes. and yeah. Forbidden mm-hmm. Planet. Yeah. Uh, Oily Maniac says Godzilla, of course. Of course. Robert E. Ronsky says them. Them is a fun flick. Them, yeah. Melissa- them is probably the best of uh, the best of the big bug flicks. Melissa says War of the Worlds. Huh. Birds. Yeah. Birds. Well, birds birds is, is in black and birds, white. That's birds in color. is color. It's in color. So is War of the Worlds. The Tom Cruise one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Elephant Man. Yep. I mean, if we're going to talk about Eraserhead, we got to yeah, say yeah. Elephant Man. Yep. That film's actually... Um, War of the Worlds is actually fucking beautiful. I was going to say Elephant Man is beautiful. I think Dynamo is beautiful. Ooh. Spe- I think I'm the Elephant Man. <laughs> Speaking of Creepy Girl, Ooh. why don't we hear from her? Hey. Hey, guys. Creepy Girl here. Just wanted to give you my opinion on the movie The Other Side of the Door. No. Uh, when I started watching this movie, it reminded me of a film I watched. I think it was 2011 by <laughs> Joe or John Penny or something called Hellgate with William Hurt. Because there's a similar thing. They're in another country like Thailand or something. And he goes to this door and they tell him don't listen no matter what don't open the door and blah 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 so it's kind of like similar kind of stuff in it and so this movie i i felt like it was very similar it's kind of a different story but it's a lot alike um this movie had like really pretty scenery and settings you know set in india or whatever um i it just was so predictable. It's just like I've seen it before. You know, it reminded me of maybe like Pet Cemetery or yeah, Monkey's girl. Paw. You bring them back and they're evil. And I, I don't know. It just was kind of like same old, same old story regurgitated. Um, it had its moments, had its creepy moments. Like I said, beautiful sets and stuff. But I don't know. I just wasn't really that impressed with it i'm a really big fan of jeremy sisto and i don't know if i said his name right. uh, <laughs> I just, it does raven shadow but um so i was excited for this movie but i don't know it's kind of bland to me um the guy that did this movie uh what's his name johannes roberts or something like that he did another movie called storage 24 i love that movie that's like kind of a creature flick. It was really fun. That movie was really, really good. This one, meh. And um, I wanted to tell you guys that I'm really, really looking forward to The Shallows. It just looks like a really good um, shark flick. And I really, really want you guys to make Dynamo go watch that movie. He has to go see that movie. Um, Dynamo, you're going to go see the movie. It. That's all I got to say. Later. Love ya. Kisses. <laughs> Thank you, creepy girl. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess didn't deviate too far from what we thought. It uh, was pretty fairly predictable, but 
I think overall it, it did more good than it did yeah. bad. So very cool. Thank you for calling in. Let's hear from Mr. Cornelius Burrows. Slay golf, <laughs> come out to play. <laughs> that was amazing. Slay golf, <laughs> come out to play. <laughs> Slay golf. <laughs> Come out to play. <laughs> Slay He's taunting him. Come oh out God. to play. This can't be good. No. This Let's, is gonna this is gonna end very violently. Yeah. No bottles were harmed in the taping of this taunt. <laughs> <laughs> Still a gentleman. Oh, that's incredible! <laughs> so I gotta give I gotta give some props in a, in addition to my awesome uh, sis bringing me for my radiation today and my other awesome sis uh, showing up in the middle of that interview with a giant thing of uh, lasagna and chicken parmesan for me. Um, Are you gonna eat it with co- no pants on? That's the oh, question. Yeah. What, okay. what the fuck kind of question is that? <laughs> uh, Cornelius, unbeknowingly. Uh, kept me occupied and uh you know uh distracted while i was waiting for my uh my uh iodine radiation so uh thanks buddy i really appreciate it awesome man that's very cool of him all right we have you know let's get this out of the way <laughs> what's going on sorry the it's all good dude just do the show it's just a video uh, so instead of playing it late when our eyes are glossing over because we're tired, I'm going to play Patsy, the angry nerd. Here we go. Yep. I think this one's for you, Raven Shadow. Good evening, Trick or Treat Radio. This is Patsy, the angry nerd, once again. want to say hello to everyone in the chat room. Hello to everybody listening at home. And hello to you boys in the studio. I know it's very warm out this evening, so I hope you're staying hydrated. That's not too bad. Mr. Jar Jar Blinks, how are you tonight, buddy? What up, baby? I'm doing fine myself. Uh, Good to have you here. And uh, I would like to settle a debate uh, that has been popping up on the show here and there between Raven Shadow and Dynamo, and that is, can a vampire get a tattoo? Well, I can tell you that I have a definitive answer because I've been doing research on anatomy and physiology. I've been doing research on mythology. I've checked literature. I've checked movies. I've checked all kinds of different uh, uh, depictions of vampires throughout history, and I can say 100%, undeniably, unequivocally, yes, a vampire can get a tattoo. Now, I'm sure Raven Shadow made some sort of uh, incredulous noise, like Bombaleo or what, or Nanu Nanu, or Eat My Shorts, whatever the <laughs> fuck his catchphrase is. Uh, but I can assure you, Raven Shadow, yep. that once I'm done explaining this, you will oh see my point of view, and you will understand. Um, I'm not talking about can a person who already had a tattoo keep their tattoo once they become a vampire. No, that's not what I'm talking about. What I am saying is that I found through my research that if a vampire wishes to get a tattoo, they can do so. Now, 
Doing my research on anatomy and physiology, I found out that vampire physiology is very, very similar to human physiology um, with one key difference, and that is the speed at which they recover from injuries. Uh, For example, if you were to take an ordinary kitchen knife and jam it into the shoulder of a human, obviously it's going to cause a wound, and that wound is going to require medical attention, and over the following (laughs) weeks and months, it is going to heal... um, now, if you were to take a vampire, take that exact same kitchen knife, jam that into a vampire shoulder, that same wound is going to heal. It's not going to require any medical attention because the wound is going to heal in minutes or hours, um, maybe even seconds, depending on the severity of the wound. That right there is the key difference between humans and vampires as far as their physiology goes when it comes to recuperating from injuries. Now... When you get a tattoo, and Raven Shadow, I know you're familiar with this because I designed one of your tattoos. Yes, you did. Um, It's essentially the same principle. Now, for those of you who don't have tattoos um, and are curious about the process, essentially what happens is you have a a series of very tiny needles that are uh, introduced to your your skin. Like, say, for me, it's on my forearm, um, just above my wrist. Mine's on my balls. And the the needles penetrate your skin and Ooh. inject ink under your epidermis. Now, this happens thousands and thousands and thousands of time in order to get the, 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 the color correct and the, the shading and everything uh, in order to get the design to look the way you want it. Now, uh, Monster Zero, you can with? attest to this. Uh, Raven Shadow, again, you can attest to this. Mr. Yes. Jar Jar Blinks, Yo. how we doing tonight? What's up, baby? I'm doing fine myself, and uh, I know you can attest to this because you also have uh, multiple tattoos. I do. Uh, the healing process takes quite a long time <laughs> because you've literally been stabbed thousands and thousands of times. And I like it. And that's where the the debate ends because you're not healing from the ink that has been pushed under your skin, you're healing from the puncture wounds. The puncture wounds are the damage to your bodies. Those are the cells that need to be regenerated. Can we pause this for one second? No. No. Hold on. Oily Maniac just said, if I come in a vampire's eye, will it sting? (laughs) 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 All right, you can press play now. I'm sorry. (laughs) The skin that gets colored... Like the part of you that that, that uh, absorbs the ink, there's no damage being done, so there's no reason for those cells to be replaced. That's where the healing factor makes zero difference. Now, unless you're lacing that ink with garlic or silver, the vampire's body is going to accept it, and it's just going to stay there. There's no reason for them to reject or regenerate because there's no damage that's been done. It's just ink. However... Because of their uh, highly advanced healing factor, they will heal up and they won't have to spend weeks, you know, putting lotion on and ointments and unguents and keeping out of the sun. Although, as a vampire, you probably want to keep out of the sun anyways. But there's no reason for the ink to go away because it's not uh, any type of, uh, of damage that's being done. So there you go, Raven Shadow. That is why a vampire can get a tattoo. Uh, it'll just heal quicker. You know, maybe he needs to get it touched up more often. I didn't get into you know that that far into my research, but there you go. Vampires can get uh, 
can get tattoos. So I hope I've cleared that up. I hope I've educated because that's really the only thing I want to do with these with these uh, voicemails is educate. You know, as well as you know, get some get some nerd rage off my chest. Uh, so. Everybody have a good night, and uh, I will talk to you again next week. And uh, stay uh, stay classy, Necronomicon. <laughs> All right, well, that's a good lot of research, a lot of thought, a lot of thought. So, yeah, what do you think? That. What do you think? Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's fine, that's fine. Okay, yeah, sure. All that's right, well, good, n- next good. time let's find out if vampires can get a sunburn. <laughs> that was, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. You'll buy it. I'll buy so it. So are you happy with Cassidy with tattoos? I'll buy that for it. Um, you're not happy with it, but you'll accept it. I'll, yeah. I'll accept it, yeah. Yeah. The, the bigger yeah, fish unless, to un, unless you want another an, an, another uh, another answer from him. I do a couple of questions over Patsy. <laughs> I'll talk to him. I'll bring it offline. All right. Well, let's hear from... Good. Thank you, Patsy. From our boy and Jared's boy, Joshua Gravel. Hey. He's probably got a 35-millimeter neon maniacs. Oh, Probably. Man. Hey, Trick or Treat Radio, fellas. It's Josh from the Arkham Film Society. Hey, Josh. Um, just calling in with my thoughts on this week's film, The Other Side of the Door. Let's see. Overall, I thought it was an interesting idea. Uh, we haven't... Uh, I mean, in a way, it's a familiar idea, but at the same time, it's a little bit different, only because of the setting and the culture. This is something we've seen numerous times... Um, being used in, uh, you know, American, uh, Asian, as in, you know, Japanese, Chinese, Thai, uh, um, European, and even, like, uh, Hispanic cultures. Uh, but this isn't really the type of thing we've seen from, from the Indian culture. So it kind of makes it stand out, um, in its own. So, um... I find it quite interesting. I thought the story was a good one, and the acting was good. Um, I think it lacked a little bit in the execution, only because it relied too much on a lot of the cliches of the post-J-horror, like, ghost films. And that, that was kind of disappointing, because I was hoping that if you're bringing in the legends, mythologies, and belief of a whole other culture, then maybe you can kind of put a slightly new twist on some of these scares. Um, but like I said, overall, I did enjoy it. Um, I don't really have any notes, so I can't really recall names, but I did a tiny bit of poking around online while I was watching the film. Um, the directors made a couple of films that I recognize, but uh, barely anything I've seen. So, but it definitely seems that, you know, he's on an upward trajectory that, um, you know, the stuff I'm familiar with does seem to get better with each subsequent film. And so, therefore, I I would be interested in keeping an eye on uh, his future projects because there could be something really good in the future. Um, Overall, the cast, I thought, was great. Um, The cinematography was real nice. So it wasn't really a surprise to me to find out that it was the same cinematographer that works on most of uh, Alexander Aha's Aha stuff. Uh, shot High Tension, uh, Shot in the Hills Have Eyes remake. Um, even works on some of the uh, Aja produced stuff like uh, 
the guy who shot this also shot the Maniac remake. So, um, interesting. Okay, that's I. I mean, it's it's a really great looking film. So, um, the other interesting thing is um, the deity itself um, is played by an interesting guy who's kind of like an up and coming creature actor in a way. Um, you'd be familiar as uh, he is the uh, various forms of the Madeiras woman from the Rick films. Um, the woman in the upstairs apartment, as it would be. Um, he was also the original version of Mama before they went over everything with CGI. And most recently, getting uh, you know some acclaim as the Crooked Man in The Conjuring too. So he's also someone interesting to keep an eye on because he's you know um, definitely somebody that's really kind of delving full on into playing these creepy like creature like characters. Um, so overall, I would say that this is a treat. Um, but because of the slight familiarity of the story and the over the overuse of cliches in the back half, I would say like it's not like a big ticket film. Um, like when this thing pops up on like Amazon Prime or Netflix, I would say definitely watch it. But um, if this is like a top tier price to VOD. Uh, movie, then I say you can probably wait. Uh, but, you know, so it's it's definitely a treat, but it's kind of a, it's a tepid recommend, uh, just because I don't think, you know, I don't I wouldn't recommend anybody pay a decent amount of money for it. But, um, yeah, so overall pretty good. Uh, well, I hope you guys all enjoyed it. And I uh, look forward to uh, seeing what uh, you guys are going to cover next time. And have a good one. All right. Thank you, Josh, and thank you. Uh, he dropped a little, even a little bit more science about Javier Javier Botet, and uh, definitely interesting guy to keep an eye on. And uh, sounds like Josh liked it. So there you go. Seems like everyone is kind of just over over the the you know sitting yeah. on the fence, just over on the on the treat side of things. Mm-hmm. So all right, let's hear another one from our boy Cornelius. Hi, um, this past weekend, I watched, um, because of the um, Jill Lansdale interview you all did last week, I had never heard of Cole in July, so I Mm. sat down and watched it, and I really loved that, you know, really enjoyed that uh, film. Um, A lot of the movies you all have been talking about lately, there's a good number of haven't been on my radar, so, you know, as you all talk about them, I kind of, or somebody suggests something on the show, I pretty much sit down and um, try to give give them views and see you know see what I think about them. Um, I really loved um, Cold in July. Yeah. Um, I also rent it from Netflix because I still get discs from Netflix, even though I do a lot of screaming through them. Also, um, I got New World, um, which was a real good um, South Korean film. Um, it's kind of re- reminiscent of um, Infernal Affairs and. Mm. Uh, well, hints of the Godfather in it. Um, it's more of a crime drama than it was um, action movie. But I really enjoyed watching that. And I can't remember if it was Dane or someone else um, 
that suggested that a couple weeks ago. I think it was Jakey Poo. But um, I really enjoyed that one. And also, this past Monday, I'm off on Monday, so I sat down and watched both Kill Bill films, which I hadn't probably seen in like five years. But um, back to back, those were, you know, that was a good film, you know. I don't know if you count that as two separate films or one film. Um, but I really enjoyed uh, rewatching that. And that's all I wanted um, to call about today. You all have a good week. Thanks. All right, man. Thanks for calling in, Cornelius. And uh, A New World, I believe, was Jakey Poo had recommended when he called in for, uh, you know, when we were talking about I Saw the Devil, he recommended a bunch of Korean films. So. Cool. Very cool. And I'm glad you dug Cold in July. That was definitely one of our favorite flicks of that year. I rewatched that after your interview too. Oh yeah! And, oh my god, it's so it's fucking, fucking good. Yeah, the soundtrack's great too. Right after I finished yeah. that, I was doing some writing, listened to that soundtrack <laughs> over and over again. Man, it's fucking great. Who did the soundtrack for that? Jeff Grace? Okay, he also did uh, House of the Devil and yeah, things yeah. Like that. I I wasn't sure. For I always get um, I'm drawing a blank. Who's the guy who did Mind's Eye? Steve uh, Steve Moore. Steve Moore. Yeah, yeah. From Zombie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I. I for some reason, I, I thought Steve had maybe done the music for Cold in July. But no, they have a very similar aesthetic. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's it's great music to write to if anyone does any kind of writing. Yeah. Definitely listen to Cold in July and you'll just fucking bang out those pages. <laughs> I, ca- I cannot wait to hear the score for uh, Mind's Eye. Oh, oh my God, Steve it's so it. good. Yeah. What movie did we see that uh, he scored that the score was awesome and the movie wasn't bad, but it didn't fit? Um, um, well, he did The Guest. Well, he did the guess, and, and he know, did Cub. He did uh, Cub. Cub. That's yep. what it was. That's the yeah. one. We love the score, but it seemed like it didn't really fit. Did yeah. you see? Did you see Cub, Jarrett? I did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like the movie. I, I just think that the score seemed a little bit out of place at times. But the score is really good. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's yeah. Amazing. By uh, the way, I'm better now. I didn't. I didn't. I got unhung. You got unhung. <laughs> you're, you're not hung anymore, Dynamo. Uh, well, uh, I'm one pink drawstring away from proving you wrong. <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's hear from Jakey Poo. Trick or Treat Radio! Yeah! Yeah! Ooh! <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> it's your boy. Yeah. Jake Poo. Jake Poo. Nasty. Just uh, catch up with my favorite homeboys from the Northeast. That's us. Of this uh, magnificent country <laughs> or something. Um, yeah, man. Um, Listen to your guys' episode last week and holy shit, was it amazing. I, I, I've only gotten up to the... Um, uh, feedback so far, and and Raven Shadows already pieced out, and he didn't really say anything for um, <laughs> the uh, I saw the Devil review, and he didn't say much during the um, uh, Joe R. Lansdale interview. So it was basically like one of the best episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, just kidding, Raven Shadow, I love you, baby. He says you suck. Um, <laughs> holy shit, that Joe R. Lansdale interview was out of fucking control. That was so good, Thanks, man. That was uh, easily. Uh, my favorite interview you guys have done. Wow. Um, well, I say easily. That's kind of the recency bias at play here because you guys have done plenty of great interviews, but this one was <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, always awesome 
to uh, hear you guys talk to other passionate, like-minded individuals. It just so happens that guy was Joe Arlansdale. Uh, it was great. It was great. Uh, the enthusiasm that he had for his work, uh, for things that he loved, for his kids. It was just infectious. It was great. It was uh, uh, an easy, breezy, good time of an interview. Could mainline that shit and just <laughs> uh, never get old. Uh, loved it, and I loved you guys' review of "I Saw the Devil." Um, yeah, really pleased that you guys um, uh, enjoyed it as much as you did. Because uh, I, I wasn't, I, I knew that uh, Dynamo had enjoyed. It. I didn't know that MC had seen it, uh, and I knew that he had liked it. But man, to the uh, the level of enthusiasm, I thought that was pretty righteous. Uh, it spurred me on to uh, give it a rewatch last night. But nice. You know, that movie's like two and a half hours long, so uh, I haven't finished it yet, but it's been a while, and largely I'm with you guys, largely I'm super, super enthusiastic about it. I think the only thing, the only issue I had with it, uh, and this is just going off of memory, who knows, maybe uh, my feelings have changed toward it, but I thought that the uh, the ending, the emotional beat for the ending just, um, uh, it didn't work for me. Uh, at least it worked for me, but maybe not in the way that... Uh, the movie had intended uh, because the main character is so demonstrably uh, monstrous in some of the things that he does and so uh, demonstrably like amazing at being uh, you know kind of a uh, a stalking psychopath to another stalking psychopath that to then dial it way back for like the maybe last 20 minutes and then have the final moment of the movie end sort of on this very emotional beat. Like I wasn't there with that. You know what I mean? Like I was, I think the thing that I responded to the most was the uh, absurdity and the craziness and the almost uh, Looney Tunesy aspect of it. It was kind of like a weird inversion of the Wiley e. Coyote and um, Roadrunner thing, where it actually turns out that uh, Wiley e. Coyote is really, really good at trying to kill the Roadrunner, but he always lets him free. Um, regardless, uh, loved you guys' review of it. Uh, it's cool, man. Like um, Korea has such a rich, dense um, recent cinematic history. It's it's pretty awesome. Uh, they're not firing on all cylinders quite like they did through the mid 2000s to uh toward the end of that decade but um man there's still some great stuff and even if you guys aren't you know super familiar with you know all the ins and outs of those movies uh it's kind of comforting to know that there's at least two dozen uh magnificent diamonds uh sitting in that rough just waiting for you you know if you ever want to just kind of set aside some time and dive into um uh, Korean film uh, in the most recent era. There's a lot of great movies there. Just waiting. Just waiting. Uh, and that's that's one of the beauties about being a film fan is that the more movies you watch, the more movies you're aware of that you have you know, uh, the more you're aware that there are a lot of movies out there that you haven't seen that you are going to love. That's kind of a, that's a nice nice thought. Nice comforting thought. Um uh, I, I won't waste too much time just going over every single movie I wish you guys would desperately, desperately watch. But um, <laughs> if you guys haven't seen um, Memories of Murder, uh, I would yeah. put that at near the tippity top of the list. I think it's my favorite Korean film uh, ever. Um, it's been on and, the list uh, for a it's while. It's a great historical, um, basically uh, more in the vein of like true crime uh, serial killer type story whereas uh the ones you guys watch was much more like you know roller coastery and uh exploitation-y 
But Memories of Murder is fucking incredible. And, and on the topic of Kim Ji Woon, one of the movies um, uh, that uh, you didn't mention in terms of uh, his his filmography uh, is called A Bittersweet Life. Uh, which is an amazing crime film. That's really that and um, Tale of Two Sisters is when he really, really ratcheted up his uh, eye behind the camera, and his movies started to look exponentially amazing. And uh, Bittersweet Life is fucking phenomenal. But such as it is, um, not the the most readily accessible stuff in the world. It might be on VOD, it might not. But you know, I've had to import my DVDs and my blues. But anyways, I'm getting rambly. I apologize. Um, on the heels of one of the movies I watched this week, that being Clown, uh, which had sat around in the ether for at least two years, finally came out on VOD, uh, was actually much better than I had anticipated. I, I was super enthusiastic after watching it. Uh, this is the guy who ended up making that small little film Cop Car with Kevin Bacon, and he's going to be making the new uh, uh, Marvel co-made, I guess that's what their deal is. Uh, anyways, he's going to be... Um, the guy doing the uh, Spider-Man movie. But, uh, yeah, I loved Clown. And even though I'm not, like, super crazy about, like, oh, clowns freak me out, you know, they still they still get under my skin. But I think the biggest one would probably be snakes. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be snakes on a plane. It can be... It can be the shittiest snake movie in the world. But as long as it has a reasonable uh, kind of... Um, facsimile of snake movement and menace it will make me squirm and freak out and go nuts so on the topic of clowns and snakes and things that freak you out what is the one thing that freaks you guys out the most uh it can be either a thing like snakes spiders sharks uh clowns or it can be even something more abstract like uh claustrophobia like like the descent used so well or you know uh being buried alive or whatever just uh what gives you guys the heebie-jeebies i want to know that's why i'm asking so uh raven shadow uh yeah can't wait to listen to the new episode and uh take care dudes thank you jakey poo man we love you uh everyone if you're not listening to the cult of muscle you should be go check those dudes out and uh Awesome to uh, thank you for the kind words of the, on the uh, land sale interview. That was all him. It wasn't us, but um, he was super interesting dude, super awesome, and it was a lot of fun talking to him. And he talked about some Korean flicks. Memories of Murder has been on the list of films to review for probably over two years now, and we just have never gotten around to it, mostly because we've been doing newer stuff, and it, it got added to the list right when we started to really do a lot of newer VOD stuff, so... It just hasn't happened. Who knows? Maybe one day we'll get to it. Um, but I've heard nothing but amazing things, mm. and, and uh, I'm I'm very anxious to see it. So either way, I'll, I'll watch it eventually soon. And to his question, what creeps you guys out? Anyone have an answer? Raven Shadow. <laughs> well, that was Jared's. Uh, oh, I second that. <laughs> <laughs> Mars Man, I think we know your answer. Why don't you go and make it official, though? Patsy segment. <laughs> That's not what I expected, but okay. No, shocks, baby. Yeah. Which uh, is funny because Jaws is your favorite movie. It's that effective. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, Was it Jaws that, that made you afraid of sharks, or were you already afraid of them? Uh, it was a couple of things. I, I, we were, you know, a Cape Cod family, 
Um, and uh, I like I got hit by like just like you know knee deep little kid like hit by like just such a fucking big breaking wave once mm-hmm. that like it, you know bringing back memories all I can remember is like all I can picture is like it hit me so hard that like I ended up like back in my driveway with like car pour, water pouring out of the car um it, it like it like knocked the wind out of me like I got fucking seaweed in my mouth like <laughs> um it scared me um, but I also, you know, got a hold of Lovecraft at a, a probably younger age than I ought to have. Mm-hmm. So, like, the combination of just, yeah, like, the water. all right, so there's fucking sharks. And Alligator was a big contributor to it, the uh, TV movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, you and know, I, I lived in a good time to be terrified of bad things. And uh, sharks were bad things. All right. Anyone else have something? Car accidents. Car accidents, interesting. You know, I had, a, I had a bad one, and I get it. Floods. Not like the Christian Slater movie with Morgan Freeman, <laughs> break, but like any kind of like significant water damage. I mean, it's not really you know interesting, but no, I, I, me. I'm with you too. You're all yeah. right. Yeah. That and Raven sucks. shadows. Yes. <laughs> Spiders. Spiders. Yeah, really. Really. Yeah. Yeah, that's surprising. I, yeah, I can't stand spiders. They just... Ugh. Anything that's got more legs than a dog, I just can't deal with. Even, even like little ones. Yeah. Yeah, because they jump. <laughs> <laughs> they jump. They got eight legs. They got eight eyes, for God's sakes. What What animal needs eight eyes, you know? See, I, w- I, would, I don't like spiders, but I think fucking... I, I hate ticks more than that. Yeah, I don't like ticks either. There's no fucking reason for those motherfuckers. Well, I hate them because, you know, I'll the Lyme for, disease. For, you know, for fear of my little dog, but, you know, I can take care of myself with, you know, I don't have to worry myself about them, really. Oh, you're a fucking tough guy, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you taking on a tick. No, I'm saying it's easy to, like, find them on yourself. Yeah, well, what if you... It's you not know? easy to find them on a dog with tons of fur. Well... If they get to the dog, they get to me. They get to me. That can't fucking happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> For me, I, I, got a lot of, I got a lot of birthmarks. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I don't have a specific one, but uh, and Robert Eronsky in the chat room uh, pretty, much, pretty much nailed it. Realistic horror. Uh, it takes a lot to freak me out. Like... I kind of don't like that. I want to be scared by things, but, I, but it's very difficult for me to be scared. Marriage. No, that doesn't scare me. Excuse me. Excuse you, I know. <laughs> but one of the... Uh, I, I think one of the flicks that freaked me out a lot was uh, uh, Fire in the Sky. Yep. Aliens. Not aliens, but just Alien the fact abduction. that that seems so real. You know, like the way that was portrayed. Mm. So aliens don't freak me out at all or, you know... But it... I think that's the way it was portrayed was that it was so real what happened, you know, and you didn't really know what happened. It kind of used that whole like, you know, Lovecraft angle, I guess, where you kind of make up a lot of the the things that happened. And that's almost scarier than if they'd showed you everything, you know. So I would say probably something like that or more realistic type stuff. MZ? What? What, you're spiders? I like how you're talking yeah, about spiders. realistic horror, and then you reference an alien abduction. <laughs> yeah, really? Really? It's so totally, far from realistic. It's totally realistic. But you know what? I yeah, I mean, I do have a phobia. I've told you guys about it. I mean, it's... I have a fear of giant signs. 
I do. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> So he can never go near Fenway Park. Oh my god! Yeah, because the, the Sitco sign the, freaks him out. Sign freaks me out. <laughs> Big signs. Yeah, that's giant, amazing. Giant signs, giant letters. You know what's even happening right now? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to get a big billboard, put it right outside. <laughs> just my face smiling. Two thumbs up. Well, how about giant posters? Isn't this yours? That's mine. All yeah. right. It's giant. Those aren't that big, it's but paper, I paper, mean, uh, too. Yeah. I mean. Uh, in the chat room, Melissa says, I'm terrified of spiders. They paralyze me. See that? Patsy yeah. says aliens. Especially the ones with paralyzing spray. <laughs> and Melissa says, and arachnophobia is my favorite movie. My God. You're fucking right about the ticks, though. Uh, Somebody finds a tick on them, and my house turns into the fucking thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're easy. I mean, well, they're hard. They are hard to find. I, I will admit. But after you've looked for them on on like an eight pound dog for a couple of years, it's I think it's a lot easier to find them on yourself. Mm. Listen, if you can't find a tick after eight years, you need to go get a new job. <laughs> what? You can look at eight years for the same tick. <laughs> I mean. Well, well, it, it, there's the, there's the ones that get real fucking bulbous, but those real tiny, tiny motherfuckers, the deer ticks. The ones that haven't eaten. The ones no, no, that they, haven't sucked They, they remain the blood flat. They so remain what, flat. Has, has there ever been a tick horror movie? Yeah, ticks. Ticks. With Amy oh. Dolan's. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, okay. And your boy, uh, was that Randall? Um, uh, Clint Howard. He's in everything. Yeah. yeah. He was in that. <laughs> did, did everyone answer? Yes. Yeah. I feel like not everyone did. Okay. Yes. Ain't fucking Most good enough for you? I think already answered at least twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Jakey Poo. We love you, buddy. Let's hear from First Time Mike. I think this is the last one. What's up, Trick or Treat family? This is First Time Mike. Had a chance to watch the Beyond the Gates trailer, mm. and I thought it was really good. It's short. And but it makes me really want to go see it. And the retro poster art is gorgeous. Looks just like one of the old time covers, or, or even the the bar game box. And Barbara Cranston can tell me what to do any day of the week. <laughs> That's true. Also, watched again just because Jarrett was on the Mind's Eye trailer. That looks so flipping awesome, dude. I really yeah. want to go see see this movie. If it's anywhere near the theater by me in Milwaukee or else, I, that, we'll get that on video on, demand, this video on demand as soon as it comes out. That looks really good. Uh, you guys have a good night. Bye. Milwaukee. Awesome. Milwaukee. Thank you, first time, Mike. And uh, glad you're looking forward to checking out these flicks. There's definitely, it's almost an, an embarrassment of, of riches. We have, you know, Carnage Park. We have uh, The Mind's Eye. We have eventually Beyond the Gates. There's some really great indie stuff coming out. Hell yeah. So can't, can't wait. Carnage Park, we're going to be talking about next week. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I imagine in a few weeks where Mind's Eye comes out August 5th. So August 5th. We'll be uh, talking about that soon. Soon. It's going to do a limited theatrical run, yeah. uh, just a few cities. When I find those out, I will post those for everyone to see. But cool. August 5th is definitely VOD. Awesome. That is amazing. Cannot wait for that flick. And I'll be here when you guys review it just to give you glaring <laughs> looks whenever you guys criticize it. <laughs> the co-producer was an ass. <laughs> Tree. Jared's going to be just like... Just like staring at like, us. Fuck you guys. <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> he'll be he'll be he'll be holding like a butcher's knife underneath the table. 
All right. Well, that is it for voicemail. I don't believe we have any emails this week. So let me take a real quick look. I think we might have a couple tweets. Tweets. And we do. We got one from, from Warg and Riku. Yes. I think that's how you say that. Uh, it says, The Deadites, Joe R. Lansdale. Cannot wait to hear your thoughts and the interview. So thank you, Riku, for, uh, for your interest. And uh, Tim, I believe this is Tim from Australia. Yes, it is. And uh, he says, Con Films at MIF near where I live. I haven't taken a look at this link oh, yet. Oh, wow. But I will uh, do so. Yeah. Where's my boy Dane? I don't know. Dane was, uh, his voicemail last week was amazing. Yeah. Oh, wasn't it <laughs> His though? voicemail is every week. Whenever yeah. he calls in. Right. <laughs> and then uh, our boy Steven Scarlatta said, had a fantastic time on Trick or Treat Radio with Boss Jacko, Jaja Blinks, and the Neon Maniacs of Podcasting, the Deadites. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys again. We should, that should be our fucking tagline. The Neon Ma- Maniacs of Podcasting? Yeah. You're going to have to rewrite the intro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck it. That's fine. I might want to. We've been using that one way too long. So, Patsy, what does he have to say? Carnage Park is frightening in the dark. All the murders are running wild. Someone's brains got smashed out in the rain. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yep. So, oh, spoiler. That's not a spoiler. Oh. I think that is going to do it. Mr. Mars Man, how was it, uh, you know, being radioactive man from, from, the, from the house? Uh, radioactive man is in the house and from the house. <laughs> At least you didn't have to smell Raven Shadow. Yeah. All I can think, what well, all I can smell, my whole house smells like that. Uh, during the interview, I had to slip away for a minute because Tiny Wife showed up with delicious chicken parmesan and lasagna. Have so, you been eating damn. it? No, I can't eat it till uh, twelve hours. Oh, we'll have your share. I'll be oh. over in twelve hours. <laughs> Eat me up a slice of that. <laughs> you, the the key is you have to eat lasagna with no pants on. Yeah. Right. I'm That's totally down with that. <laughs> I knew you would be. <laughs> me and Dynamo are going to be sitting side by side feeding each other lasagna. <laughs> with legs intertwined. Talking oh, about my God. dad's nipples. <laughs> now, there's a visual I'll never get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> Nip. What was what was it the uh, the nip off the nip off yeah <laughs> my dad never responded to my request to send Good. A, a nip pick Good. Oh, what a jerk <laughs> she called the nip up <laughs> <laughs> all right Marsman uh, you have any final things before we go around the table here Nah, I just as always like to thank everybody for being so awesome mm. you're welcome oh not us <laughs> yeah. yeah we can't possibly be talking about us yeah. <laughs> Mr. Blinkhorn. Yo. I uh, had so much fun. Why don't you come back again soon? All right. I'll see you guys next week. All right. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I say that every time, and now you guys are going to start taking me up on that. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see Carnage Park. So, so hey, well, you know, maybe. I have maybe, to work for it. Maybe, yeah. If, if you want to see it, you got to work for it. Okay. You got to put in the time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> as, a matter of fact, he's gonna be, as a matter of fact, he's going to be staying here. He's going to be sleeping in the next room. He's going to clean up the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's your job. Yeah, yeah you already did a good yeah, job yeah. of that. Well, I tried, uh, well it needed it. <laughs> All right, uh, Raven Shadow, any final thoughts? No, I got to go. All right, MZ, why don't you go ahead and uh, give your goodbyes? Arrivederci, douchebags. Uh, Blinks, is there anything you want to promote? Do uh, you want to give your uh, Twitter handle, anything like that? I have really bad gas, and I've been holding it up <laughs> for so Jesus. long. Uh, so, no. 
You can find you me. You can let it rip somewhere. next to this guy. It's fine. Yeah. No, I'm always till I get outside. Okay, <laughs> we appreciate. You can it. find me online wherever. Jaja blinks on Twitter. Blinkbuster video. <laughs> 2016. That's such an amazing name. <laughs> All right, Marsman, why don't you go ahead and take us out? Remember, children, wherever you go, there you are. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to episode 204 of Trick or Treat Radio. It's been a blast. I want to thank Steven Scarlatta, Jackson Stewart. Those guys are fucking awesome. Go check out Beyond the Gates when you are able, when it's near you or on VOD or whatever. And uh, next week, I am so excited. We're going to be reviewing Carnage Park, Mickey Keating's most recent flick. Super excited to check that out a little bit early. And uh, I'm sure we'll have some other stuff up our sleeve next week. So... Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Don't start with tonight. No, I won't. I won't. Yeah, don't do today either. Yeah, don't do today, don't do tonight, don't do this evening. Don't worry about it. Just, <laughs> just don't do, talk about anything. Just, yeah, just, just play the fucking just intro. Just be silent. Don't tell us where we are. <laughs> <laughs>